Hello, beautiful people. It is Monday, April 18th, 2022. Hope you had an incredible holiday weekend. This sports show begins right now. Yeah. Can't thank you enough for joining us here at youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee show. There's a lot of news to chit chat about in the sporting world. I hope your personal life went fantastic. A nice weekend to sit around, hang out, chat with the family, chat with the friends, and hopefully reset a little bit about what life is about and what it's supposed to be about. Hope you all had a fantastic time. There's big time golf news. Mm-hmm. Hey, Jordo. Hey, Jordo. Jordan Smith gets a big OT win where he almost chips in to kind of put a dagger into Patrick Cantley. There's big time basketball in there. Yeah. Playoffs are happening. These games matter. There's big time football news because we're just thir- 10 days away from the NFL. 13 was on Friday. It was. Yeah. We're just 10 days away from the NFL draft, and there's some smoke and mirrors potentially. Oh. There's some movement on the odds on who's going to end up where. There's a lot to chat about today, and hopefully, we'll get a chance to chat with you as well on the five hour energy phone line. 1 833 4 McAfee. Go ahead and give us a call. Oh, let's head to the toxic table at Ty Schmidt. You look fantastic. It was great to golf with you. The hey, other thank day. you. It was great golfing with you as well. A little bit windy, but you know, we had fun out there, I think, for the most part. Yeah, the wind was freezing cold wind. We could tell it was a northern breeze oh, coming in. Oh, boy. It was like a 30 mile an hour wind. This is very real. Now, we've had five fake springs here in Indiana yep. where we thought it was springtime and then wham! It is not. Mm-hmm. While we were golfing on Saturday, it was gorgeous outside. Yeah, yeah beautiful. Sun shining. Mm. Felt good mm. until the wind came and the wind was like 30 degrees. It was like, oh, this is a northern wind. Something's coming. It's fucking snowing today yeah. in it, yeah, Indiana right now. It is April 18th and it is snowing. Mm-hmm. Hopefully this is the last go of old fucking asshole Mr. Old Man Winter or whatever his name is. Sure. Because it, it's planting season. It, it is, is planting season. season. I mean, I don't know what this whole, you know, snow god thinks they're doing right now. The boys and ladies out here need to start their planting. Yeah. That's right. Need to get things going. We need to be knee high by the 4th of July, and this fucking asshole comes and drops a little snow party off. We don't need that on this Monday. Can't have we it. will power through with some positivity because we believe this is the last day of this terribleness, mm-hmm. and spring is right around the corner. Yeah. And planting season, although it might be delayed, don't worry, it will be fruitful. Mm-hmm. There will be rain that will come. The sun will shine bright. And by the 4th of July, you'll be way past knee high. You'll be yeah. magical. But this one last little spurt of cold is a bunch of bullshit. Speaking of a bunch of bullshit, Every other date but April 18th, bullshit in your eyes, Connor? You think this is the best day of the year? Uh, I don't know about that. Probably not. I would say the best day of the year is opening day when the NFL starts, just because actually right before the show, I was saying... Just watching highlights and thinking about betting on the NFL at any time, touchdown, scoring, oh, parlays, oh that whole thing is so much better. And it doesn't help that uh, I haven't had a bit in, I think, like two months. <laughs> yeah, you. Um, I've actually asked you for a lot of bets over yeah. the last five, six days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've lost a tremendous amount of money because of everything you've been mighty sure about. Yeah. But the good news is on this April 18th, April 18th, good day or no? No. April 18th is not a good day. No, April 18th sucks. Bad day. Yeah. Why yeah. is that? Because uh, the Boston Marathon's going on, and I'm not there, duh. <laughs> I mean, I should be running in it probably, but I'm not. Boston Day on Friday, too, by the yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, the Red Sox lose. Oh, yeah. yeah. Big time. Red Sox are playing right now during Boston Marathon Day. Mm-hmm. They're down five zip yeah. or something. Well, Rich Hill's father, unfortunately, passed away yesterday. He's out there pitching today. I mean, he's got a lot on his mind right now, so maybe give him a break. I think you should live bet him right now. I really Rest do. in peace to Rich Hill's father. Mm-hmm. Obviously, no fun at all, but... Also, like, Boston is letting down Boston, I yeah, feel like, on a regular time. basis. We need to stop having that happen. April 18th, though, just standard day? Standard day. Paul Revere actually made his ride on April 18th, so. Remember, wow. remember. That's no, 5th of no, November. 5th of November. <laughs> but, on yeah. the 18th. Of April. I thought it was May. 
No. On the 18th of April in 75, hardly a man is now alive. Who remembers his favorite day, famous day in the year? I forgot about it. Paul Revere. Listen, my children, and you shall hear of the midnight ride of Paul Revere. There it is. The 18th of April in 75, hardly. Shots Paul Revere. By Shout out Paul Revere. One if by land, two if by mm -hmm. sea, and I on the opposite shore will be ready to ride and spread the alarm through every Middlesex village and farm. That motherfucker was ready to do it. Yeah. yeah. Now, I think follow-up, that was all a bunch of bullshit, right? Yeah, he's, okay. a, scam. No. he's a scam artist. That was, no. that was like Mickey Mouse. Oh, yeah. no. He just made it up. It That's wasn't Columbus. Yes. What's what? that? That's no, no. Christopher Columbus. No, no, he did. Um, he's an Italian, by the way, yeah. so you need to... Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> the guy who spotted you know, America wasn't... Or were that, so right April 18th, just saw. a basic day. Same old, same old. Okay, all right. Ton Diggs is here. One half of the hammer. Dad! Cowboys, how was the weekend for you gambling? Seemed to be fruitful, pal? Not bad. We took a bunch of uh, windy, cold unders in baseball. Those boys don't like uh, they don't like swinging a bat when it's cold outside. Trust me, I understand. You catch one on the on the hands in that type of temperature. It is mm. not good. Um, and then, I mean, uh, there was some bad news. What's that? Uh, penguins are... It's going to be a tough road for the Penguins. <laughs> There's no reason to talk about that right now. What do you mean? That's how the weekend was, and it was a bad part of my weekend. Yeah, there's a lot of other stuff that happened. We could have just danced around that particular one. What does Tony mean, though? Well, the pens are dead. What? No. Yeah, hockey dog's also dead. So, What? Never going to talk about it Why are they dead? Well, our goalie decided to break his fucking foot in a car accident. No. Yeah, guy's playing goalie. Then next day he misses practice, and all of a sudden he's out, broken foot. Now we got a backup who can't see the puck. No. Yeah, so we're in trouble. Oh, man. Get the golf clubs ready. Well, they'll borrow them from the fucking Red Wings. You guys are already out. Now, with that being said, hockey talk also. I have a moment of silence for hockey talk because it ain't ever happened on this show again. All right, moments passed. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, still Wednesday nights, 8 p.m. YouTube.com slash That's Hockey Talk. Yeah. They're going to be real fun now. A lot of Bruins talk. I'm just going to put my feet up. Just enjoy the rest of uh, what's left. Yeah. This could be Crosby and Malkin's last year, too, from everything. Shut up. Everything Ropes has been saying. Well. I recommend Rolling Fields. Love that golf course in the Pittsburgh area. Okay, thank Love you, it. Foxy. I mean, they're out of there, Fox. They're goalies like, need their ankles. They're oh, around. they're getting the Penguins. It's his foot. Yeah, goalies definitely need your feet because you're on them, you know, the whole time. <laughs> but it's ice. You don't even get to sit down. It is ice. Tape them up. It's fair. What, I don't think I understand what you're saying because a broken foot probably hurts more in hockey than in any other sport, actually, because of the way those goddamn skates are. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Especially if you're a bender like Jari. Well, the you thing shut about the it fuck is, up. the Sorry. thing about it is, uh, his backup. Yeah, this guy. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, I saw. Absolutely stinks. Bruins scored two goals in two Can minutes. We get the Zambone driver from Canada, please, for the Pens for oh, the playoff oh, yeah. run. The attorney. We need to get math out of Minnesota. Exactly. That's that team stinks. Trade. Get him out. Is there any though past the trade deadline? There's no yeah. way. No. We need uh, old Cuzzy to cut him. Cut Mark Andre. Oh, so we could sign him to the Pens. Anyways, I don't want to talk about that. Let's move yeah, on. Thanks, totally. uh, The USFL happened this weekend. Yeah. Uh, sure. 3.5 million people yep. watched the Generals take on the uh, Commanders. And that was, uh, that was definitely something that I was a part of. I turned the game on. Mm -hmm. I watched the game. I seen uh, a terrible punt, god-awful kick, 
four bad throws. And I said, all right, USFL is going to suffer from the same problems that every other spring league has uh, suffered from, mm -hmm. which is the players might stink. <laughs> yeah. Now, mm -hmm. will they have enough time to find the players that make their team good and some of the players that aren't as good maybe find their way out of uh, the roster or the starting? Or is there not enough good players to run a spring league that mm -hmm. keep people captivated? Now, you got to remember the XFL had a million viewers per game there for a bit until Uncle COVID came through the nacho bar mm -hmm. yep. at the Seattle Dragons uh -huh. game mm -hmm. and shut everything down. It is awesome to see football back. I think all of us just kind of turn it on because it was football. But much like the Hall of Fame game, you get about three, four plays in, and it's like, oh, okay, okay. we're watching high school football again. Yeah. We're watching college football. I'm very happy for these guys getting another opportunity to play semi-professional. I think a couple of my old teammates might even be playing on some of these teams, and I'm pulling for them. I'm sure some of these guys will make their ways to NFL camps or uh, being on the practice squad or something like that. I'm pulling for them. But as a whole, that football is going to have to get much better. Mm -hmm. There's some wide receivers that may some incredible catches, but there's a lot of plays that you're kind of just drifting through like, oh, these guys stink. And it's not their fault. It's a new league. You have to have, in football, it's an entire team sport. So if you have one terrible position, mm -hmm. that can affect everybody else mightily. But I'm happy football is on. But for me, it's going to be tough to hold my interest, I think, maybe going in next week. Now, yeah. Pittsburgh Maulers were supposed to play yesterday. Yeah, that's right. I turned that on to watch, and it was a behind-the-scenes clip mm -hmm. thing. And then we seen that a guy got fired. Because it shows pizza over uh, chicken salad. Yikes. Okay, right. and I like that the USFL is holding their players <laughs> That's right. to a goddamn standard. You know, mm -hmm. you're going to be respectful and you're going to eat healthy. And that guy was like, "Well, I don't like chicken salad. Mm -hmm. I was just hoping maybe for a pizza uh, because you know, much better tasting." And I'm 24 years old; I can still do that. I have pizza every single day of my life, whatever the case. And they said, "Well, we heard you disrespect some people." He said, "I just said yes to." Is chicken salad going to be a problem? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to have that pizza instead. He gets fired. So I seen that. I seen the entire thing. Happy for the USFL. I'm not sure the staying power, although there's really nothing much else on. Whenever old football's on, it's hard not to turn on. Yeah, it's the same deal, though. Like sometimes during the, and it, I feel so foolish now, but during the season, we'll get one of those Thursday night games that's a real clunker, and it's like, oh, Jesus, this, this fucking is sucks. Terrible. And football. then you turn on something like yesterday, and you're kind of juiced at the start because it is football. Yeah. And then you watch, you know, like you said about a series, and it's like, okay, well, I'm not doing this anymore. I, nope. I seen the, uh, and this is not Paxton Lynch's fault, okay? Pa -pa 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 Paxton Lynch, okay? Benny Claxton. Mm. Paxton Lynch was an NFL quarterback for a little sure. bit. First round pick. Not his fault. New offense, probably trying to learn some stuff. Just one play. I've had terrible plays in every single sport that I've played. So if I was judged off of my worst play, I would be bummed about that. With that being said, the USFL's opening weekend, we're going to be judging out of every single play we see. Yeah. I watched Paxton Lynch make the worst read I've ever seen in football, yeah. okay? Mm -hmm. Then throw one of the worst throws I've ever seen in football. Yeah. And that was an interception, and they were already down like 21 nothing or something like that. Yep. And that was Jeff Fisher's squad. Uh, and it was hard to de decipher which teams are which, mm -hmm. uh, which is going to come with the territory. Sure. Right. But there is some fucking terrible football out there. Yeah. And they're going to have to figure that out because it'll become just like college football just become yeah, like, yeah. if you want to captivate the NFL fans I think you're going to have to have a little bit better football but it's early it's their first week they're going to get better Connor yeah I don't know it's an absolute clown show and I think this is why we talk about the draft the way we do because Paxton Lynch was drafted in the first round and now he's in the USFL making possibly the worst throws of all time like I think you should maybe think about going to play quarterback in that league yes. just for a week. One just of these a, leagues would be a blast. Just one yeah. game. Yeah. Just one game. And this sounds like, uh, it, uh, yeah, it looks so easy or whatever. It's like, there was a couple of shots I saw 
where I felt like it was a pretty easy read, actually, yeah. the entire thing. And it's like, okay, I like the different... Uh, they have, like, a, a camera on the helmet. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like that. Used for replay, not mm -hmm. for the actual shot, no, but for no, replay, no. that's an added angle. Uh -huh. uh, like the drone for certain things. Oh. And they had, I guess, uh, the professional droners flying that thing. That thing was flying around. For the kicks, though, we don't need it. Yeah, come uh, on. Kicks on it made me sick, and I assume the kicker had... That's why they're absolutely terrible. Little and bad. I mean, there's just... There's a lot of things that they're trying, which we appreciate, the chip sure. and the ball. Maybe the ball stinks. Maybe that's why the quarterbacks can't throw Maybe. them, the punters can't punt them, and the kickers oh. can't kick them. I mean, oh. there is something to think about. Maybe the ball is a trash ball. But as it goes on, we will continue to watch as much as we can. Yeah, yeah. I tried my best. I even turned on that game last night that was, I guess, postponed and canceled. That yeah. they wouldn't tell you Tonight. on. Yeah, but they wouldn't tell you. Like, I turned it on, and there's this behind-the-scenes shit going on. And there isn't, like, a, on the screen anywhere, like, Hey, game has been postponed yeah. to tomorrow. Right. And then just went into the John Madden doc. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, all right, so what the fuck happened to the game that was on the thing? But they're playing tonight. I'll watch tonight to see that Pittsburgh team, see if they're representing. Mullers. Now, remember, the Pittsburgh team was the team that caught the guy for eating pizza over chicken salad. That's, yeah. right. That's not very Pittsburgh. No, it's not. Okay, but I don't know if they're taking on the identity of the team because they're all in Birmingham. Yeah, that's a good point. So I, I'm not 100% sure what the connection is. And team's purple instead of uh, black and gold. But our high school is purple, so who cares? I hate it. was. But, you know, purple and orange, that ain't that ain't the city's team. Especially if you're going to cut a guy for eating pizza over chicken salad. And the chicken salad didn't even have french fries and ranch on it either. So, so. fucking, I mean, boys will probably get a win tonight if I had to guess. Uh, we were talking about it kind of this weekend, how the issue with these leagues is if you got bad quarterbacks, you got a bad league. It doesn't matter if, if like, if you were playing in the NFL, if you had all the NFL rosters and you took the USFL quarterbacks and put them in the NFL, uh -huh. the NFL would, would potentially struggle as a league. <laughs> the, quarterbacks, yeah. the quarterbacks are an issue, and if the quarterback is an issue, it's not a good league. Uh, that is so real. Because the NFL doesn't even have enough quarterbacks. Exactly. Yeah. So the NFL doesn't even have enough quarterbacks. They're trying to find new quarterbacks. The new quarterbacks that everybody said weren't going to be quarterbacks are all of a sudden becoming hot topics of being quarterbacks because they couldn't hit on any other quarterbacks. Mm -hmm. The quarterback is the most important position in all of football. And, you know, like the USFL, the XFL, the AFL, the FCF, the FFA. Sure, yep. All of them find that out, I think. But if you have one good quarterback in the league, you can put them on primetime every single week almost in Canada. PJ, uh, whenever he was at the XFL, Walker, yep. Jordan Te'amu. Those are two mm -hmm. best teams. Those right? are two best teams. Put them on TV. You got two good quarterbacks that can run offenses. Other than that, you might as well just get a guy that can run. Because the play is going to break down. The offensive line is going to stink at least two positions on every single offensive line. And you're able to run. I think it was Jackson, Johnson. I forget who it was. Maybe Johnson uh, was quarterback for the other team. Um, this weekend? Or this weekend, yeah. For the game I was watching. He scrambled for 55 yards on one drive. And it was like, that would be my offense every single time. Mm -hmm. Every single time. Because there's not enough to kind of put it together. I think they trained for like three months, though. Like, yeah. Damn. They put it together a long time. Uh, we can't be too hard, though, on Pax Lynch or Shea Patterson, who did have the two worst plays uh, as quarterbacks this weekend because they do play in Michigan. And if you play quarterback in Michigan uh, at a pro level, you're, you're going to be terrible. You're right. I didn't even think about I agree. that. Yeah. Cancel all pro football in the state of Michigan. Whoa, whoa, so whoa, whoa. Was well, was so that going to be your bad. team? Were you thinking about hopping on board? Like, was, hey, here we go. A Michigan pro football team that's going to get a couple dubs. Yeah, I was just hoping for a playoff win. I've never seen one in my lifetime for a pro football team from the state of Michigan. I was hoping this would be the one. Jeff Fisher coming in, good coach, I guess. Backwards but, hat. And now we yep. got these two Looks quarterbacks sick. that can't play quarterback. They picked Shea Patterson, number one overall. I get it. He went to Michigan, so you want to bring the fans in. But he stinks at quarterback. He stunk <laughs> at Michigan, too. Yeah, well, the interesting thing about Shea is, uh, you know, 
He was fucking terrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and no offense to him. No, no, no. No, no offense, offense to him. No. This is just what we saw. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we assume that he wasn't set up for success. Yeah. Jeff Fisher probably didn't set him up for success or right. something like that. We can give all the excuses he has. Back, new league. Nobody knows who's on defense. Can't watch any film. Right. You don't know what system they're running. I mean, there's a lot of excuses that Shea's probably telling people or whatever. But we have to remember that a lot of these guys that are about to get drafted, to your point, Diggs, next week, they're going to bust. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of these dudes are going to stink so bad. And I think that's why it's so difficult to get behind the narratives of like the comparison. Oh, this comp is this guy. This comp is this guy. Somebody said Mike Renner, uh, formerly of The Bachelor. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yep. And now a pro football focus who we like as a person. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Incredibly handsome. He said that Aiden Hutchinson's more athletic than both of the Boses or something like that. Whoa. So then obviously George Kittle quote tweets that and puts that out there and kind of dunks on him a little bit. But that's a real thing. The comparisons, I can understand whenever you just look at the measurements of them or whatever, but to be a great NFL player, there are so many good players that get drafted. The best player that was at your high school that made it to college, he probably fizzled out. But some of you guys who might have had your best player from your high school that went to college went on to have success at their college. Holy shit. This is the best football player I've ever seen. Then he went into the SEC. You should have seen what they did in the SEC. They get the NFL. They fucking stink. Like that, the people just need to realize that there is a different level when it comes to the NFL football game. And a lot of these guys getting drafted aren't going to be fucking worth a single shit. And I think that's why a lot of the old players, George Kittle uh, in this particular case, us, whenever we mentioned that, oh, this guy's going to be Jared Allen, it's like, okay. I mean, Jared Allen's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, we'll played for like 13 yeah. years, chase people down. The, the mental thing about the, the NFL is just so much better than every other league. And that's why the game is so much better. And that's why the expectations that we're putting on these dudes getting drafted are basically insane because I think 50 to 60% of them aren't going to work in the first, dra- first round. Second through seventh, that's probably like 75 to 80% of these guys ain't going to be worth a fuck in the NFL. But here we are. We're going to hype the shit out of these mm-hmm. guys. You guys are going to be the next goddamn all pros. You guys are going to be the next pillars of the NFL. Stats, which we all love, right? Don't we all love sure. stats? Yeah. Stats say these dudes are going to fucking stink. Yep. That's what all stats But it's say. great. The draft is great for hope, though, because that guy that we oh, do yeah. draft could be the next great player. Could turn. Could be fucking Tom Brady in the sixth round. Antonio sure. Brown in the sixth round. Could be one of these guys that turns your franchise, goes, takes it up a level. It's Hope is great. I think the thing about it, though, is all the people that are pitching all the stats and analytics thing just refuse to look at the potential stats and analytics of the goddamn, like, <laughs> how often these draft picks yeah. turn up to be anything. Because the stats and analytics on that one are pretty one-sided. Mm-hmm. This mm-hmm. guy's going to stink. I guess out of, like, 35 quarterbacks drafted in the first round – over the last... From 2005 to 2017. 2005. 35 quarterbacks drafted in the first round from 2005 to 2017. Only two of them. Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. still on the same team. Yeah. It's absurd. <laughs> Something to think about. So whenever, you're getting, whenever you draft whoever, let's have realistic mm-hmm. expectations on these young bucks. And with that being said, I hope these young bucks also have realistic expectations of like what league they're going into. Because I think all this hype can kind of, uh, you know, make people forget, like... Hey, you're about to be freshman in college again. You're yeah. about to go fucking be carrying bags here in a second. It's quite a leap. It's quite a jump, and the expectations just don't seem to be real. Well, especially now with like what's we see happening with these QB contracts. Like even you hit on a guy like Kyler or Lamar Jackson, and then there's a chance that in the next three, four, five years after you draft that guy, that he's going to ask for a massive contract or ask for a trade. <laughs> like it, it goes to your point about the you know 2005 to 2017 QBs. Like Deshaun Watson, what? 
two, three years ago, you would have never thought that he wasn't going to be on the Houston Texans. Like, I mean, I guess personally with Brady, it was the same thing. It was like, oh, man, he's never going anywhere. And I'm sure Seattle thought that about Russell Wilson. It's like there's so much parody now where it's like, okay, well, if I'm not happy and my team's not at least, you know, helping me out and putting weapons and O-linemen to help the quarterback, then there's a chance he's like, you know what, fuck it, trade me. I don't want to play for you guys anymore. And then you got to start that entire process over again. And it's brutal. And that's just if those guys are good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let alone if there's higher likely chance that yeah. they're going to stink. Yeah. yeah. Like Mac Jones just being able to fall right in and play well. What a gift. So lucky. What a gift to the New England Patriots, man. I was saying to Bruce Brown, like, I don't know how you do it. Like, I don't know, because there was 7-9 season with Cam oh. Newton. Like, I want to rip my eyes out every day. And this kid's a fan of the Giants. And, like, his life fucking sucks. How, life. how yeah. does he do it? Foxy. Yeah. You think about Foxy. Foxy. No oh, oh, my God. No hope. Dude. Every single year. He's got a USFL team every single <laughs> yeah. year. Uh, we just got a tweet from somebody named Shane Falco on uh, Twitter. Don't believe it is the Shane Falco. Yeah. Not 100% sure if it's Heisman. a Placement. Uh, so this isn't all on Shea Patterson. The offense coordinator for the Michigan Panthers is a clown. That's what I'm saying. Right. There's enough excuses to go around yeah. for everybody. Whatever. There's, everybody's going to have a reason on why they're not doing great, and I. They're all valid. There's a there's a reason why people make excuses because they legitimately feel as if that is why good shit didn't happen. It just feels like there's going to be a lot of that through that USFL, and it's not their fault. It's the, There isn't a plethora of great quarterbacks that aren't either on a college roster, so you can't take them, mm-hmm. or on an NFL roster. They're 3-4 deep right now. Yeah. There's just you got Connor potentially playing quarterback for sure. somebody, and that's the most important position in the goddamn game. Here's why the NFL is dominant. This room, we wouldn't know about it because our teams are the top four, I believe, in the last 22 years or whatever in wins. Pretty yep. sweet of this yeah. room. Yeah. Pretty, yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. So we, we love watching NFL football. It's almost like we did that on purpose. Like, hey, you guys yeah. behind the <laughs> screen, please. But Foxy still loves NFL football, and his team hasn't won a playoff game as he when he was alive. Oh, yeah. It's because the sport is so goddamn good. Yeah. Speaking of a sport that's good, joining us now is a senior NBA insider Whoa. for the athletic in the stadium, a man who will break down all the information like, why is Zion not fucking playing? Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, friend of the show, Sean Sharania. Yo, yo, what's up? What's going on, guys? Shams, it is great to have you back. You look fantastic. Did we get a little bit of a haircut, huh? Tighten it up for the spring? Uh, I, I actually need a new haircut. Probably, uh, you know, I get, I try to get one every week. So I'm trying to be like you, you know, keep the, uh, the, the fade fresh. So I, I see you. Your fate is very fresh right now, so I'm trying to I'm trying to get on that level right now. Thank you, I appreciate that. We're trying to, we're all trying to keep up with you. I have gone much shorter with the hair though. I was going long with a big uh, what's that called? Like a uh, poof? Yeah, uh, yeah, the one of those things. I was thinking about doing that, mm-hmm. but my head's so large, and the morning routine became too yeah. long, so I just said <laughs> cut it down short. You know what I mean, Shams? I hear you. I hear. You. I'm going a little longer right now, but you know, we, we, we can talk grooming all day. You know, Pat, we can we can talk about grooming. Well, let's talk about lunch instead. You know what I mean? You love lunch. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Shams, we know you love lunch. lunch uh, no, let's dive into this. So we'll talk about Kyrie in a second about potential fallout of him being fucking awesome. Hell yeah, awesome. Might become. Might be my new favorite. Might be my new favorite basketball player of all time. <laughs> yeah, Kyrie. I think he. I, I think. I think between him and Zion, it's like one A, one B. I feel like on this show, at least, you know, as far as everything Kyrie's been through this year with the whole vaccination stuff, and you know, him not playing full time until January. Like, it's just. I think this is gonna be something like 15 years from now. We're gonna look back and like, 
like probably what the hell was going on. So. I concur completely. And we'll dive into Kyrie in a second, but let's talk about 1A1B Zion Williamson. So now there's reports coming out, and I don't know if they came from you or not, so I apologize for this, that Zion and the Pelicans feel differently on whether or not he's ready to play. So everything we've been saying this entire time is Zion putting videos out saying, hey, if I can do this, and if I can do... <laughs> this I can play. Is that where are we at a standoff right now? And I think the Pelicans need him, right? We're in a big time. Hey, let's go, Pelicans. Let's go win some games here. I, I don't know if standoff's the right word. I think I think he hasn't played all year, and I think you know, I, I came on this show, we spoke we've spoken about it. There's just never been an expectation, even when he came back from Portland. He spent two months rehabbing in Portland. Uh, you know, J.J. Redick, the, you know, the great J.J. Redick, he makes some public comments on then comes back to New Orleans. And then he started to ramp up, but it was a very slow ramp up, right? Like he was doing a lot of one-on-one stuff, very light shooting, not even really jumping. And I, I think, you know, I, I reported on it. And I think something that a lot of people can concur with at the time was he was not expected to return. And then the very next day, there's that video of him doing that, 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 whatever it was, uh, under the leg dunk that, you know, there's probably only five, six players in the league that can successfully do to that capacity. And that dunk would have won the dunk contest. Like for him to do that off a fractured foot, um, obviously his perspective, and it's clear, his stepdad came out and spoke about it in local New Orleans radio. They feel like the expectation is he should be playing, that Zion Williamson even oh, believes that he should hey, be playing. That's a big but, deal, right? Zion's, because people have been thinking that Zion has been saying, no, I can't play. I believe JB actually called him a bitch-made cat. He, did. he <laughs> said he was soft for this because he, he didn't want to play, but he's posting these dunks. That's not the case. Like we've been saying, Zion wants to be out there. Let's Zion, go. Yeah. I mean, his stepdad went on the record about it. Like that, that I expect him to play. There and if you is. ask Zion, if he, if he would want to play, he, his answer would be yes, too. But, but again, and I, I've said this, I've said this, to, to you guys for the last couple of weeks, there is going to be a process that comes into place, especially when it comes to a guy like Zion, who's dealt with this foot injury. And the process has been, they want to see him play extensively five on five for uh, an extended period of time right. and make sure that he's not dealing with that <laughs> soreness in his I foot. And another thing guys that, that is going to play a factor in all this is conditioning as well. He has not gone in an NBA game and played since last season. Uh, what is it? April of last year, May. Um, it, it's it's been a while, and so for him to just be thrust in a game right now in the playoffs in a play-in situation, I just think it's something that is untenable for him. I, I don't I don't know if the if clearly the franchise doesn't want to clear him for that. So there is this push and pull with them, um, but I, I think a lot of it is to do with the cautiousness that they want to operate with. It's just it's just hard for me to see Zion missing the entire year and then playing in in, in the playoffs. And, and getting clearly, a triple like, double. I still yeah. don't think there's an expectation <laughs> that he's going to play this year. He go out there and probably get a triple double. We're all bummed about it. I do like the fact that he has come out. I guess his people have come out, and his stepdad has been very close with him his entire time, right? His stepdad and he, uh, business wise, very close. I think always have been, always will be. He's come yes. out. I like the fact that they've come out and said, "No, we want to play," because there were some narratives getting out that he was holding out and trying to make it difficult. But that's not the case. Thank you for clearing that up for us, Old Sham Sharani. Let's move to Kyrie Irving. Kyrie Irving gave one of the best answers I've ever heard in my entire life after interacting with fans for an entire game. Now, not only did Kyrie Irving drop some gems on the court with middle fingers and flying, but this post-game press conference where he (laughs) explains how I feel should be standard code of conduct at all sporting events in the state of competition, I hate 
when I hear players, it happened in golf, I think it's happened in basketball, when players ask security to get somebody kicked out for something that they said. I fucking hate it, mostly because I enjoy the banter between fans. And if some drunk wants to say something, a professional athlete who might be a natural shit talker should be very much okay to say, hey, what's up? Is that your son? And fucking bury him. Like, I, I, I believe that thoroughly as a shit talking human. Like, I, I think that is something that should be more accepted. And it's not, I guess, always players are kind of deemed unprofessional and lack of class when somebody is literally four feet away from them saying something terrible about them and then rather than just breaking their entire face which you could do as any professional athlete saying something back or telling them to go fuck themselves like i don't know why where we went wrong with that here's Kyrie's entire answer i can't wait to hear what's next though shams it looked like there were a couple times where you gave the fans a, the finger i'm curious was there anything that you thought crossed the line today and are you the kind of guy that gets motivated by kind of going back and forth with the fans. You kind of use that internally as uh, something to fire you up. Look, I, I mean, I'm, I'm just, where I'm from, you know, I'm used to all these antics and people being close nearby. Um, you know, it's nothing new when I come into this building, what it's going to be like, but it's the same energy they have for me, and I'm going to have the same energy for them. And it's not every fan. I don't want to attack every fan, every Boston fan, but, Very nice. um, you know, mm -hmm. when people – start yelling pussy and bitch and fuck you and all this stuff. It's about so much you can take uh, as a competitor. Right. And, um, you know, we're the ones expected to be docile and be humble and take a humble approach. Nah, fuck that's the playoffs. Fuck this you. is what it is. You know, I, I've, I know what to expect in here, and it's the same energy I'm giving back to them. It is what it is. I'm not really focused on it. It's fun. You know what I'm saying? And like, like again, this, where I'm from, I, I've dealt with so much. So coming in here, it, you relish it as a competitor. And, and this, is, uh, you know, I'm gonna keep repeating myself when I say again. But this isn't my first time in TD Garden. So what you guys saw and what you guys think is as entertainment, or the fans think is entertainment, all is fair in competition. You know. So if some somebody's gonna call me out of my name, I'm gonna look at them straight in the eye and see if they're really about it. Most of the time, they're not. 99% of the time they're not, I'd assume, <laughs> yeah. in sporting events. What's next here? Him swearing at a press conference in my eyes? Awesome. How you doing? Keep it moving. It's 2022. The internet is full of this. And him getting into it publicly at an NBA game, especially the playoffs, uh, Nets, Celtics. What's next for Kyrie, you think, Shams? All right, so let's look at it like right now. I think, of course, there are consequences. If you flip off the fans, you're going to get fined. There was some uh, language in the post-game presser that we just saw. There was language by the locker room. So the NBA's got to take all that into account, and a fine will likely be coming before Wednesday, their next game. But let, let's take a bigger picture view on this, right? And obviously there's history with Kyrie Irving in Boston. He left as a free agent. He said he was going to resign, or the plan was for him to resign. He leaves. <laughs> And last year in his return game, uh, he, he had a bottle thrown at him, and that fan uh, was later arrest, arrested, uh, banned from Celtics games. So th there's obviously a, a very, very tense history between Boston, between that arena, and Kyrie Irving. So that is kind of the, the bigger picture view that we have going into it. And what happened last night, you know, there are consequences. Uh, you know, if, if, if Kyrie flips off the fans, which is his right, he's allowed to flip off the fans, he's going to get fined for it. But I think, you know, what might have to even be a bigger discussion is like, what what is too far, right? What is too far for fans? Can fans just openly say whatever they want? And when they do, like you said, Pat, like players are also in their own right to do whatever they want. The, the worst case scenario is if 
Kyrie were to actually get into something physically Malice. with that yeah. with that person. And that would be obviously, you know, that's not a good scenario that we want to see. You know, then we'd have a repeat of, um, you know, the mouse at the palace uh, with your Pacers uh, way back when. So I think this is something Kyrie Irving, um, you know, he's dealt with from stuff that I've been told. He's been dealing with whether it's, you know, these over-the-top heckling fans. There's there's racial overtones at times, I'm told. Like, there are all these different facets that he's hearing that – it's not just Kyrie, though. Like, this is, you know, LeBron James. We saw a video of him pointing to security and getting a fan in, in Indiana tossed out. See, I don't like, like that. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's, it's been going on. And I know you don't like that. And, you know, th- there's, there's one there, – th- that's one method, right, where you get the security involved. And I'm sure that's something that the NBA would love is you get the security involved, get that person tossed out or whatever. But Kyrie Irving clearly took it into his own hands and – um, to me, there was no physical altercation. There was nothing that got out of hand. He didn't. He wasn't even really having banner with the with the fans back and forth. At least during the game, he was just you know you talk you talk anything, and he was and he was flipping you off. But um, you know, overall, I think how much is is too much? How much is is you know for a fan to be sitting there and just giving you know just normal fan banter versus actually going over the top with with possible. You know, like Kyrie said, F you, uh, calling him the B word, the P word, making racial remarks. And obviously Kyrie Irving responded to that. Uh, so whenever you think about, that's what I, I got a bunch of tweets, everybody. Whenever I said the sports world needs more of this, everybody's like, well, the malice in the palace, the malice in the palace, the malice in the palace, right? This is what the NBA doesn't want. Well, that's all right, because somebody threw a bottle, if I do recall, just like what happened with Kyrie. And then Stack Jack went in there and said, hey, how you doing? Keep it moving. Don't hurt one of my friends. And it became an absolute nightmare situation for Indiana, by the way, for the Pacers and for the NBA as a whole. They're still, By the way, the Pacers might still be trying to bounce back from that entire thing. All these years later but whenever the difference i guess between the nfl and the nba is the nba fans are on top of the court right i mean right, they are right, right on right. top of the court. i mean isaiah thomas you know isaiah thomas the former celtics guard when he was a member of the wizards he went on he went to the to, to the crowd and had just a normal i mean i thought a pretty uh genuine conversation with the fan there was a video that came out later so guys have gone to the crowd russell westbrook a few years ago he got into it with some fans utah. in utah mm-hmm. where they had a back and forth and then that fan got banned and russ got fined so there have been moments where the where fans and players get testy that it doesn't rise to the, to the level of that kyrie irving obviously didn't take that approach right he went the approach of more you know uh hand gestures but this is my thing pat as as you know as fans as people watching from home all we see is the middle finger right all we see is him you know, saying that the comment to the fan uh, by the locker room, which, again, we saw what the fan said, um, you know, but we don't see what leads up to those middle fingers and what has led up over the last year, the last two years, whenever Kyrie goes back to Boston, in his mind is just these over-the-top heckling that, in his mind, is not is not uh, right for the game, right? And, and in his mind, if you're adding racial overtones to it, uh, that is also something that he's going to respond like he did last night. We are Team Kyrie here in mm-hmm. Boston, of course. No, of course. No, of course, no, no, Boston. No, 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 no. So what has to happen here? Adam Silver has to get up in a meeting and go, all right, we got to put a list together of what's okay to say and what's not okay to say for the fans. Asshole? Good. Yep. yep. Asshole, Keep it. good. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fuck you. Can't have it. Sounds like can't have it. Uh, it's, it's iffy. We'll come back and fuck you. Oh, okay. well, what about the B word? What about bitch? What about, bitch. Oh, yeah. 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 Bitch is allowed. Yeah, okay. Say it on the radio. Loud, all right. How about, oh, pussy. 
P word? Yeah, I can't do it. So. P word. Okay, so we're banning P word and fuck you thus far. Put those signs in every arena. <laughs> Is that how they would have to do it? Just be like a code fan code of conduct? Because I assume that a lot of teams enjoy their atmosphere. Like the Celtics fans being the way they are, like that is a benefit to the entire entertainment of the game, I believe, and also to the Celtics. Is there a way to combat this, you think, without making the places just turn into libraries? Or how do you see this kind of going forward, you think, Shams? Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is a conversation we have every other year, right? And even, like, what do you do? Do you come up with a code of conduct? There is a code of conduct for fans. Some fans, whether you're drunk, whether you're, you know, feeling a certain type of way toward a player, which clearly Boston is toward Kyrie, whether you're just super, you know, agitated, super driven, given the moment, which I think both sides, I think it's fair to say Kyrie Irving, we saw the energy that he had yesterday, which obviously fueled his game. I mean, that's stuff that we all want to see from, from, yes. you know, these, these guys, that's like we want to see guys be overly emotional and guys in, in a good way, in, in a way that kind of lifts the spirits of games and, I'm sure the ratings were, were, were over the top yesterday. I'm sure that it'll just continue to drive the conversation for the next few games. So it's good overall for basketball. It's good overall for the sport when guys are overly passionate about the game. But again, what's, what's the line? I like, like, are fans allowed to just go crazy and say, F you, you know, you're a B, you're a, you know, you're a pussy. Like, what, what is that line uh, that, that, that you can cross if you're a fan, um, and there are there is a code of conduct. Some fans just decide yeah, not to follow. Yeah, but the code um, of so conduct, though, line. the code of conduct, though, in any true sports mm-hmm. atmosphere, kind of gets thrown out whenever you know things get after it. And Kyrie is booked as a heel in Boston, right? And oh, I, yeah. mm-hmm. I mean, just as a wrestling fan, like the entertainment of him jousting verbally with the Celtics fans, and then the way that game ends is like almost even better, like. It is. Just, it was beautiful. I thought it was great for the NBA. That, that was one of the best games I think I've seen all year. But yeah, I mean that that finish was crazy for Jason Tatum to make that layup yeah. at the buzzer. It looked like Boston was going to win. Kyrie Irving makes that three pointer to put him up. I believe one fourteen to one eleven with forty some seconds left. And mm-hmm. like that was the ultimate fu moment, right? If you're Kyrie Irving, you you go back to the city. They're talking all this to you, and and you're giving the middle finger to people, yeah, and you you win. Like that would have been the ultimate yes. ending. Unfortunately, they weren't able to win. And that was the game for them to go steal, and they weren't able to do it. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think over the next two days what's going to happen is Adam Silver is going to have to find Kyrie Irving. But I think from Kyrie's standpoint, from in his mind, there should be a bigger conversation. Like, it shouldn't just end with him getting fined. Again, that's his consequence. You can't go out there and flip off the fans and not have consequence. Oh, but sure. the other side is how much is too much. Idea. Well, you know, I mean, Kyrie, big conversation mm-hmm. guy. Honestly, big conversation mm-hmm. guy. I love – just the fact that Kyrie is always Kyrie. Yeah. And in that postgame presser, he could have handled that in a lot of different ways. He could have apologized. He could have been aggressive in it. Instead, he was just matter of fact. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, that's just kind of how it is, man. See you later. By the way, I haven't eaten or drink anything all day today. I had no water during that whole game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So everybody can kind of eat shit. I, I am, uh, I've become a big fan of just him being his own human. And I'm a, I've always loved that. The NBA playoffs have been fantastic thus far. Good for the NBA. Go ahead, Ty. Shams, talking about Zion, but then you look at, like, and so it's good to know that he actually does want to play. What the hell's going on with Ben Simmons? Like, we see the video of him telling the reporter, like, hey, make sure you get this. I'm about to dunk. Like, they could have used him last night. Yeah, Yeah. basic-ass dunk. Like, can he – is he working up to be able to play, like, 10 minutes or – if he's going to play games four or five, whatever, is he going to play the entire game? Like, can't he can't play at all right now? I mean, listen, right now the goal is to ramp him up. So right now what he's going through is this week, I think what we're going to see is 
by the end of the week, the goal is for him, uh, for Ben Simmons, I'm told, to get in some five-on-five, right? And actually get bumped up, get some contact. He hasn't done that yet. He hasn't done that since June of, of 2021, where he's actually – that was the last time he played in the game was the Eastern Conference semifinals against Atlanta. He has not played, like, real NBA five-on-five contact since then. He's obviously had his open, open gym runs since last summer and early this year when he was a Philly and wasn't playing. Uh, but he hasn't gone out there and actually taken contact. So the goal is let him get some contact before the end of the week. Game three, I believe, is Friday. Um, and then game four is Monday, next Monday, a week from now. And I, I'm told that is the point where we should all start looking to see if Ben Simmons will play or not. The goal is for him to be back between games four and six. And we'll see where this series goes. I mean, they got to win game two on Wednesday. Yeah. If you fall behind 2-0, what happens? Do you try to rush Ben Simmons back for a game three? Game three will essentially be a do-or-die game. If you lose game three and you go down 3-0, uh, there's not really even a point in bringing Ben Simmons back yeah. at that point. Oh, so, exactly. Series not Sean. over until it's Star's over. heat, dude. Jeez. I think, I, <laughs> I think that they, they are very confident that he'll be able to make a return uh, you know, as soon as next Monday. And, and I, I don't expect him to play full games. I expect any time a guy has been out since last June, I think the goal is to ramp him up, right? Whether it's 15, 20 minutes to start, but he's a guy that can play a big role in this series. He can, he's a guy that you can put on Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, uh, Marcus Smart. He can play legitimate minutes at any position for the no. He needs to stop smacking the court so hard. Yeah. Uh-huh. That's why he's That's back. Right. Good for the best. He's smacking the floor. They would have needed – his defense would have been welcomed last night. Uh-huh. I mean, geez, Louise. I think, I think everyone just wants him to get in a game. You know what I mean? Like, I think we've seen the, yeah. Yeah. the, the, the yeah, videos of him working out, and we've seen all that, and – and I think the, the difference that he can make in a series, in this series, if he's able to come back, I, I think could be a game changer. He could be a how game changer. How does he just sit there, NBA. though? Like, that's, oh, yeah. how, how does he, he just, just sit? Needs to get on the court. I don't know. I don't know a lot of uh, the new age NBA dudes. Not that I knew a bunch of the old age NBA dudes, but I did hang out with a bunch of them. I don't think I know, like, this new age. How is he just sitting there? Like, he doesn't think he can play, too? Because this is like the Zion thing. It finally came out. Zion wanted to play. But, like, Ben wants to play. They won't let him play. How, is he self-report? Oh, the, the COVID. Wow, yeah. uh-huh. Small George. That's a whole other conversation, I guess. That was self-reported. People don't love that. Although, in L.A., they should. Huh? Hey, <laughs> L.A., they should because he's looking out for the entire world. Um, but whatever Ben is sitting there, does he want to play? Like, how that? It has to be a weird – I don't think I've ever met somebody that's competitive that is in a, like, a playoff situation that can play that just kind of sat there and just kind of takes it. How, how's that whole thing go? Yeah, I mean, he, he wants to play. The problem okay. is, is when he got traded to Brooklyn, he had a flare-up with his back, and later it was revealed he had a herniated disc. And anytime you – you know, there's a herniated yeah, disc. There's obviously that. that's something he's been dealing with for the last three years. Okay, okay. And so, uh, <laughs> that's not buying the herniated. Disc. No, no, no. We hadn't heard that. We, had, I had not heard that. Yeah, he, he's, he was diagnosed with a herniated disc. But this is a an issue that he had a couple of years ago in 2020 before the bubble, and it is something that can flare up from time to time if you're not, uh, you know, in tune with your body. If you're not, you know, he hasn't been on the floor since June 2021 in an NBA environment. Um, and so it flared up, and he's been rehabbing his way back. He got an epidural shot uh, in mid-March, and the goal is to try to get him back on the floor. The goal's always been that way. Um, and so now they feel like he's been going pain-free for about two, three weeks. 
And so as long as he stays pain-free, there's really nothing that should be holding him back. Two, three weeks. Jeez. Is anybody pain-free for two, three weeks at this stage of the NBA season? I mean, what a week. Poor life in general. It's just, yeah, yeah, you're right at this point, especially after, I mean, COVID and and all the booze and whiskey. (laughs) Yeah, Shams, what's the uh, status of Steph Curry? Is he going to be in the starting lineup at any point during this uh, first series or no? I I mean, it's Steph Curry. I would assume before the end of the series, you work Steph Curry back into a starting role. But, I mean, I think the Warriors have some decisions to make, right? Is is what do you do with Jordan Poole? He's played so well. He probably – he deserves to start. So do you keep having him come off the bench? Do you replace – I mean, you're not replacing Steph Curry. I don't – was it Wally Pip? Like I, I, I don't. I, <laughs> no, he's not. he's not going to be Drew Bledsoe no, of the of the NFL. Like he's not just going to get benched Bruce. for uh, you know Jordan Poole. But what do you do? Do you bench Kevon Looney? Do you? I don't think you're benching Andrew Wiggins on a max contract. He, he still has great value for you defending the other team's best wing player. So they're they're in a, they're in a little bit of a tough spot. Um, but I, I would imagine the goal is to try to get Steph Curry back in the starting lineup by the end of the series. No offense to Wally Pip. Okay. But Wally none, Pitt, none at all. pretty basic ass baseball player, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's not Steph Curry. You just put no. him in the same thing as Steph Curry. That no, no, no. I, I, but I, I was reading some of the banter. You know, people were saying, "Oh, Steph Curry's gonna get Wally Pipped or Drew Bledsoe." Oh, okay, okay. L- okay. Like you said, there's no relation to that. These yeah. guys, you know, Steph, Steph Curry's is, a multi-time yeah. champion, multi-time MVP. That's a whole other stratosphere. I don't care how, even if, he, and he, you could see Steph was picking his game up. As the game was going on, there's a lot of rust, and I think even Steph spoke about it. Like he's going to be playing with the discomfort the rest of the season, uh, most likely. And so he he's a guy that's going to have to find his rhythm. He's been out for a month, and uh, you saw him start to get that rhythm back. But I don't care how bad Steph Curry was going to play; he was going to eventually get that starting spot. So I don't know if it'll be tonight. I don't think game three. Um, I think right now the goal is let's try to get him. Uh, if he's going to have a minutes restriction, let's try to get him finishing games. So that means finishing quarters. So I could see a scenario where maybe a game or two he's still coming off the bench, but it's not gonna it's not gonna be a championship uh, run for the Warriors without Steph Curry starting. Yeah, it felt like he, they were trying to get his cardio back too, mm-hmm. right? Because they were mm-hmm. up like thirty and he was still getting subbed mm-hmm. in, and they're like, "Yeah, still trying to get his air back there." Good luck to him. Can't wait to watch him. He's electrifying. As is Giannis, by the way. Oh, right? oh yeah, he's he's, he's a monster. He's he's a monster. But I think his the whole spot. He fucking there. grabbed that that so off the funny. backboard dunk he sent to his alley oop to himself. That ball, any other human is back at the midcourt. <laughs> mm-hmm. That thing was flying off that just yeet, go go That's gadget. Insane. Fucking down we go. He is awesome to watch. He's I mean, he's a monster on the court. I don't think there's ever been a player like him. Six eleven can run, can I mean people compare him to, the, to to Shaq, you know, the old oh, I think he's Shaq. You know, before Shaq just went completely dominant inside, like he can handle the ball, he can do everything on the floor. And the crazy thing about Giannis, they win the championship last year, and within a week, you know, there's not really a time off, there's not really him going on vacation. Within a week, he's already back in the gym, he's already back training. And so, that level of focus, I had some people around and tell me, you know, after he wins back to back MVPs, this is a guy that's going to go win MVP again this year. And he's, you know, he, I, I don't know if he's going to win, but he's a finalist again this year and just. His level and his drive to compete and win at the highest level, I think, I mean, he's everything the NBA is about right now. I just got a little stat dropped into my ear. He's 14-0 and against the Bulls, too. It seems like he is Woo. tough to stop. I saw Caruso eating elbow. No, oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm a Bulls yeah. fan, by the way, but if they do, you. you know, 17-0 and against the Bulls, yeah. I will roll. Don't hurt the Bulls. Yeah, yeah, he is awesome to watch. Giannis is awesome yeah. to watch. I was listening to Chuck talk. 
uh, Charles Barkley, and he was like, he needs to fucking stay his ass inside. Like, because I guess that has been a conversation piece because he does shoot to three. He's able to shoot to three. Charles basically was like, his ass needs to go. And then Kenny was even up on his little stand-up thing, and he drew a line in the middle of the paint. And he was like, this is where Giannis needs to just stay in here. <laughs> Why are they saying that? And is that what they were saying? Because he would just be so, the most dominant player of all time I, if he did that? I think, I think we all love to see players and Giannis in this case be as dominant as they want to as they can be as most as, as much as possible right and where's Giannis the most dominant it's when he's in the paint but I, I don't I don't think it's realistic for him to always be in the paint he's got to keep the defense honest he's got to shoot that three sometimes and again it's not like you're seeing Giannis shoot is that a conversation a that's happening seven though? threes a game is that a converse, is that a conversation that's happening though like what Giannis should do to play better because that's like the stage of basketball he's gotten to I think, I mean, at this point, I think you let Giannis do Giannis. I think he's earned that right. But but I don't know if you guys have noticed what you're seeing now from him. He's got that, like, elbow fadeaway jumper that he never had consistently in years past. I want to see if he can make it in these big playoff moments. But you saw it a couple times yesterday where he's backing a dude down. And, and in the past, he's just going – he's going to keep backing you down and just tries to go for a, a dunk or, or a finish or draw a foul. Now you're seeing him back down and go with a turnaround fadeaway. And I think that's the part of the game that you're seeing Giannis mature because as he's getting older, as he gets into his 30s, he's not going to be able to continue to play this reckless, abandoned, rely on his athleticism. He's just athletically so gifted and such a you know Greek freak that he can do whatever he wants on the floor. Um, but it, to me, it's good as a basketball fan to see him continue to round out his game. I think the NBA is a sport, a league, I'm sorry, that showcases growth. Like, remember when LeBron got in and then he learned how to shoot and then yeah. he got better at shooting and he transformed his body? Zion there, whenever he got in, he couldn't shoot anymore. Then he learned how to shoot. Giannis, I feel like when he got there, they're like, uh, five years from now, he is going to be such a better player. He was playing in a gym with like a rock, basically, yeah. before he got here. And then now he's become so, he was electrifying to watch yesterday. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I'm like, oh my God, I completely forgot about this guy because we don't watch the NBA until it matters. Hour two will be on the other side of this 10-minute break for Sirius XM. We will see you then. The conversation with Shams continues. That was like really professional. Oh, I, hit that thing right, I hit that thing right on the zero 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 there. Uh, next question, Tone. Go ahead. Shams, the game that led off the uh, playoffs was Utah and Dallas, and I watched it, and it just didn't feel like it had the juice, and that's because of the untimely injury to Luka. Is there a chance that he plays tonight, game three? What are, what are we hearing on Luka? Because without him, it's tough to watch that Dallas team. Yeah, it's, it, it's, it's tough. And as much as I think Spencer Dewey, Jalen Brunson have it in them to make this a competitive series, and they played competitively. Mm -hmm. I just, without Luka, it's going to be tough. Um, Luka Doncic will be out tonight in game nice. two, and I think the period for him to possibly return will be game three and game four. I think he's going to be about uh, 13 days or, sh or, or so removed, uh, or actually Sunday, so about a week. He's going to be about 11, 12 days removed from the injury. And anytime you have a calf injury, it's a, especially the, the, the severity that he had, it's going to be at least 10 days before you can even think about getting back on the floor. But, you know, I watched some of the video from him shooting around on the court yesterday. Uh, unless he really ramps up over the next few days, I just, if he's not moving at even 80% capacity, 85% capacity on a calf strain, it's just tough for me to see him even being out there in game three. Because if you have a calf injury, that is limiting you from even moving at 85, 90% speed, you're susceptible to further injury elsewhere. Um, you know, the last thing you want to do is you want to rush a calf injury and that leads to, you know, a worse calf tear or an Achilles or anything of that sort. So I think the Mavericks, there's a fine line that they have to, they have to balance. 
between trying to win this series versus also trying to protect Luka long term. So um, I, he's out tonight. I think probably look at game three or game four as the earliest that he'll be able to come back. All right, Shams, we appreciate you, pal. Thanks for keeping us in the loop with everything happening in the NBA. Appreciate you guys. Thank you. Hey, tell Adam Silver, put that list out of what can be said yeah. and cannot be said. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, listen, I, I, I think they have. Um, I don't. But you know what? I, I don't think we've ever seen a player take Kyrie's methodology, though. You know, that's like, I, I'm just going to go with the middle fingers. He's getting creative. He's doing he's doing the double tap on the back of his head. Like, I think, yeah, there, there, there you have it right there. Um, so we all, all we see is what leads up to that. We don't know what these fans said to Kyrie that made him flick, flick, flick them off. Flip or flick where you're from, by the way. There's two ways to look at it. If you're Kyrie, you either tell the, yeah. uh, tell the security we take matters in your own hand. He hey, is it flip or flick off where you're from? It's flick, flip, uh, so middle Pittsburgh, finger. So Pittsburgh, flick. I mean, Indiana, flip. Flip so, off. Got it. When I I've, said, heard, I've heard everything. I use everything interchangeably. You know, Pat, I try to be versatile a little bit. Well, absolutely, because you're cultured, just like me. Mm-hmm. I came in and said, oh, that guy just flicked me off. I got laughed out of a fucking barn. What are you talking about? The hell's that I'm about? like, excuse me. They're like, it's flip off. You flick somebody off? I'm like, <laughs> should burn yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, you flip them off. All right, well, whatever the case. I like that he did it. As somebody who has flipped off a fan before, <laughs> I am a big fan of... What Wait, he- do we have video of that? Do we have any pictures of that? We need that. We need, punter, to, man. we need that to leak online. Man. I was we just need- a punter. I was just a punter, you know? But I'm, I'm okay with good conversation, you know what I mean? Got and AJ also, Hawk. sometimes, yeah, AJ's got it. He flipped off his coach. I just, <laughs> I think in the world of competition, you want people to be passionate. You want people to be involved. You want them to be invested. The players have to be, and then they're supposed to be able to just turn off somebody saying... Something absolutely despicable to them that if they were to see each other in the street, they would never say it. And if they did, they would be knocked the fuck out. And then it's like uh, the person isn't even allowed to say something back. It's just wild to me. I've never understood it, but I've also never been in a position to, you know, it ever matter what I say. Because literally 53rd man on the team. So here I am just talking nonsense. But Shams, you know everything and we appreciate you. Ladies and gentlemen, senior NBA insider for the stadium and athletic, Shams. This now is a man who's going to lose $20 million for me at some point in the next 31 years. Uh, he's Super Bowl champion, college football national champion, COVID survivor, Ryder Cup champion. Hey, uh, AJ Hawk. Yeah. Hey, AJ, how's your family, AJ? How's your family? Everyone's doing well. We had a great Easter weekend. How about you? Hey, we had a great Easter weekend as well. We can't thank you enough for asking. Uh, uh, what you eat? A little gabagool over there? Did you have a little gabagool? No, I did not. Can you define exactly what that might be? Oh, Jesus. Come on, dude. Come on. Absolutely embarrassing. Be a clown. Don't be. Yeah, there's new shoot. listeners every day. I'm sure they're wondering. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What do you say? Gabagool. The listeners know what fucking gobble is. Cease, Connor. Thank you. Way to go. Oh, Wait. it is. It is I, I thought it was something <laughs> no. else. Oh, my oh, God. I thought it was like prosciutto. No. Well, that's prosciutto. 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 Unbelievable. AJ, welcome to the show. Great to have you on this Monday. Happy to hear that your Easter went fantastically. Did you get a chance to see the USFL at all? I did. Uh, I, I watched it like intermittently here and there. I got to, to turn it on and, and see some good plays, man. Good work. Did you? You, do, you, <laughs> you? you turned it on intermittently. You saw good plays? This is strictly from... Unfortunately, though, unfortunately for the guys out there, like, there's plenty of really good football players out there, but it's when there's nobody at the game that was on what yesterday, you're playing on Eastern, there's no one there. 
I just feel like it's hard for people to really invest in it. Listen, I got a lot of respect for all the guys still trying to do their thing. And I like the fact that there's another league to give guys an opportunity to showcase their ability or to keep playing football. They, there's probably some guys in that league that are very understanding that they're not going to make it into the NFL, but they enjoy the game so much. They're getting paid for it. They keep playing. So I got a lot of respect for everybody out there. But, hey, I must intermittently hit that thing at a different time than you did. I, I seen a lot of bad. And, and now listen, it, it is not their fault. There's a lot of situations. It's a new league. There's new everything. Like, But if you don't have a quarterback, AJ, it is tough to watch. And that is a real problem. Diggs brought this up in the first hour. He said if you had the NFL and you took the USFL quarterbacks and put them in the NFL, the NFL would struggle with ratings. Like the NFL would actually struggle. And I thought that was a very valid point. Whenever you see like a terrible quarterback in the NFL, the game's like, Oh, this game stinks. This game is bad. That's all that's really available for these spring leagues because the NFL's got, what, three, four guys on a roster? That thing's going to grow with futures and everything like that. Then all these college kids, they're able to go back to college for another year because the COVID year. So there is a lot of very, 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 very talented quarterbacks that are on roster somewhere and can't join in there. There's probably a good quarterback in this USFL somewhere. I'd assume there's going to be. Just like PJ was, just like Jordan mm-hmm. Tayamu was in the XFL, and maybe the USFL will just put those teams on more primetime games but i didn't see him i didn't i didn't see it and i i there's probably great wide receivers out there probably great corners out there some guys will make it to the league but i think as a whole from optically watching it the quarterback play has got to be good and i don't know how you find good quarterbacks i'm being 100 serious too when i say that well also with football though i think the biggest reason we watch is because we're invested in players we're invested in teams mainly like you're a fan of a team or a region or whatever how do you? How does the USFL get people to get invested in that team? I don't know. Like it seems like a pretty uphill battle. Are they playing in Birmingham? Yeah, yeah. all the games are in Birmingham. I believe so. Hmm. Mauler's there. Mauler's going. Where do they practice and everything? Birmingham is packed out. I guess. Yeah, gotta be. How long have they been in camp then? If it just started. So I was watching this behind the scenes thing that was on instead of the Mauler's game that I thought was definitely on, and there was not mm-hmm. a single thing on the screen that said like, "Hey, Mauler's game." Delayed, so I thought this was like a kickoff show of the game. I thought maybe I was missing something. I didn't. I didn't even because I was just turning on intermittently, like you're saying. They, I think somebody said a hundred days. One team's they broke down. We got a hundred days until we got to play. I think no I heard. No way, really? I think, yeah. I think I assumed like they've been together for two weeks. Me too, and that's why. When watching the games, I was like, give them a lot more like, oh, it's okay. They'll figure it out. You know, they'll figure this whole thing out. Who's good, who's not, what they should do, what they shouldn't do. There's some bad football out there. Hey, Paxton Lynch threw one of the worst throws I've ever seen in my mm-hmm. entire life. Terrible read, terrible ball, terrible everything. And this was after he literally just was swinging a ball like this and hit it off a defender so he could have a fumble. It would go 20. I mean, it was, there was some bad football that I seen out there. And it's just, I don't know how it ends, AJ. I, I honestly don't know how. How many games are they scheduled to play? Ten. Are they all in Birmingham? So Pittsburgh doesn't give a fuck. You're using our name almost is probably how the people of Pittsburgh say. And if they're they fired somebody because they asked for pizza instead of chicken salad, I think, if I watched the clip correctly on the internet today. Really? Yeah. Yeah, caught him. Wait, fired someone inside the organization? A player. 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 Got cut. Hey. Hey, sorry about it. Nobody's above the team, man. We're all fighting for the same goal. There's no individuals here. I guess that is something that every single person could say to somebody that acts. I guess in a way that set is, the tone, you know, set the tone. You know, hey, you can't, don't be questioning us. Is that what they're doing? No, like he's though the way the coach laid. Can we find that tweet, please? The way the coach laid it out, 
and he's the coach of the Pittsburgh Maulers, and they were following them for a bit. And you know, I was watching some of their mm-hmm. clips. The way he laid it out is like, "Hey, we don't disrespect anybody around here." You know, like uh, hotel staff. It feels like that's what he was setting up. And then when they presented this whole situation, the guy explained his side, and it was because if he was going to get chicken salad, it would have been a problem over pizza. <laughs> I think if I here's the, here's the clip. It's two minutes. Let's ride the wave here. John Peterson, personnel director. Just met the guy. Well, he crossed the line. Okay. So we had to deal with it. This is very difficult for me as a head coach. My first time. But we have a business. Okay, this is a business, and you're a businessman. We all are. Because that's the nature of the beast right now. But uh, when I first talked to you guys on March 22nd, I had a handbook. I covered some items that were very important to me. Line 46 addresses that. Any disrespect of football or members, staff, USFL, hotel, etc., would not be tolerated. That's line 46. My attention that has occurred with you. So unfortunately, unfortunately, hear me out. Unfortunately, cost of doing business, I'm going to have to let you go. Okay. I didn't think I did anything or said anything disrespectful. I, I can tell you what happened exactly. It's not important. Right. I don't know. It's already happened. Right. It's already happened. I didn't say anything disrespectful. He said, is that going to be a problem? I said, yes. That's it. And I walked away. I mean, I didn't think that was disrespectful. Me saying yes, I don't eat chicken salad. And I was like, is there another option? Walked in with pizza. And I was like, can I get a slice of pizza? He said, no. I was like, he said, is that going to be a problem? I said, yes. That's all I said. I didn't say no cuss word, nothing. All I said, I promise you, no disrespect on my dad's life. I promise you, I didn't say nothing disrespectful. Yes. And I appreciate you sharing that, but the matter's it's done. Yeah. It's done. Yeah, I appreciate your side, but but good luck. Man. Sorry about it. Someone's feelings, hurt feelings, are a distant second to the greater good of the team. And we've moved on and turned that page, and I'm happy we did it. Jeez, cold game. Yeah. God damn. It's a cold league. It is. I mean, I would. I wish there was some footage of this interaction he it's had. Whoever the staff yeah. member was. It's the price of getting a ring. Cold in the USFL? Yeah. Yeah. That dude, man. Whose yeah. pizza was the guy holding? <laughs> <laughs> well, whose pizza was that? Could we see the chicken salad? Excuse yeah. me. I, I don't eat chicken salad, all right? Was I'm so it, sorry. And was it I don't do salad? it. I just seen a guy walk in with pizza. <laughs> I don't eat chicken salad. Is that going to be a problem? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I don't eat that. There's a pizza right there. Yes, for one, yes, one, for one slice. Yeah. One slice. Give me the box. Hey, can I just get like a piece of crust? <laughs> Please. Imagine those how. Those Donatos. Those <laughs> tiny Donatos. Oh. <laughs> can I get a pizza Lunchables maybe? Please, can we, can we think about what the, what the story was told from the person that yeah. was selling the chicken salad and giving the chicken salad? Because that's the person who obviously ran up the pipeline. Mm-hmm. Listen to Devion Smith. <laughs> this motherfucker. I read that handbook. What was line 46, coach? What was line 46? Fucking respect everybody. How about the chicken salad guy? That's me. I asked him, do you want chicken salad? He said, no, he doesn't eat chicken salad. I said, all we have is chicken salad. Then he had the gall to tell me that he seen somebody walk in here with a fucking pizza. I said, is she, while we got chicken salad, you have a problem? He said, yes. And then he, he flexed on me. Yeah. And then he walked away. Like, imagine that side of it. Oh, the deed has already been done. 
Yeah, I don't like chicken salad. Out. I feel for him. I don't do like we, chicken salad. Do we think at all. it's chicken salad like with lettuce or a chicken salad like macaroni and potato salad like that type of chicken salad? That's like what it mayonnaise, sounds like. Mayonnaise based. Mayonnaise. I think it's probably. Grapes. I think it's probably the mayonnaise based yeah. chicken really? salad. Really? I think I'd prefer yeah. the pizza over chicken salad too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, you might just want to, might just want to spend like fifteen bucks and DoorDash yourself something next time. It's USFL, dude. Uh-huh. All right, we don't know what they're paying. Remember, all, some of these leagues in the past didn't pay till the end of the season. Remember those guys got caught up in the fucking hotel with the uh, bill. Oh, expenses, yeah. yeah. What was that, the AFL or <laughs> yeah. whatever? They got the caught with the bill at the end of really? the whole Yeah, thing. I had some buddies playing. What was it, what was it uh, back when they had a team in Nebraska? Nebraska. Nebraska. Uh, Remember what that, whatever that UA, UFL the was? The inaugural Joe Paw League. The AAFL? Nebraska had the... Uh, Hold on. The first one was back in the day. There was a lot UFL. of UFL. Yeah, the UFL. There was a lot of former NFL players that were good Matt players. Overton that were in was, there. Matt Overton was on that. He played with uh, Maurice Claret, I believe. Yeah, Maurice was there. Cato June was playing linebacker for something. Like, there's a lot of big-name guys out there. I, my buddy Spence Havner played out there for a while, and he was he would text me through. I was like, yeah, man, we're just hoping to get paid. We've been here for three weeks or something. Like It was stuff like that. Yeah, there's always some back-end business fuckery that's going on in these leagues. You know, That's why the XFL was so impressive because – it felt like with Vince's backing and the way Oliver was running it, they had all their ducks in a row. Like people were getting paid. They had their own facilities. They had stadiums. They had things sold out. They had deals with three different networks and everything like that. That's why I think everybody had hopes for the XFL to work because of, you know, if you have every TV network backing you basically and an actual bank account that is public knowledge because, you know, Alpha Sports or whatever was the the company that created it and everybody knew exactly how much money was put in there basically because it was a public thing from Vince. It's like this one, I'll be real interested to see how it pans out. So it's only games in Birmingham. So I did some reading training camp started March 22nd. So they've been there almost a month. So a hundred days is not accurate at all. Maybe that's when it changed. And in the video he said, I talked to you guys the first time on March 23rd or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, Every game is in Birmingham, except for when the playoffs start, they go to Canton. Wow. Okay. On high so, so the same people going to that Birmingham show every single every single game. That's a good question. Uh yeah, and I assume they kind of dwindle as the weeks. You go just gotta on. hope you got your diehards that really fell in love with the sport, yeah. and they're yeah. just playing back to back to back to back. You got to invite every elementary school in the state, pretty much. That's what I thought. Smart. Here is a picture of chicken salad in Alabama. Ooh. That was pretty good. It's pretty good. Does Delicious. it come with like the cr- croissant? Oh, if it came with a croissant. I don't like the grapes that are in it. This is from a restaurant in Alabama, in Birmingham. (laughs) Chips. So we do not know if this is the USFL's (laughs) chicken salad at the hotel they were staying at. Very popular in the area. A lot of chicken salads in my day. That looks very interesting. It doesn't look terrible, though. I'm intrigued to see. It's too much. It looks pretty terrible. Tomato looks delicious. Is anybody else in the USFL just going to invite him over to their hotel? You know what? You just yeah. We got to sign you up. Let's pick this what guy you up. do? You didn't like chicken salad over there? We were at that Hilton the first week. Yeah, we understand. We fucking asked for the pizza too. Come join us. Like, what happened? I think it's the same hotel though. Oh, I think they're all on different oh, floors of the same the hotel. situation. Oh, this Jesus. sounds awesome. Do they all have chicken salad? <laughs> did it, yeah. Did anybody else ask for the pizza, or was he the only one that saw the pizza get brought in? Oh, maybe Probably. the pizza's from a different team. And that was disrespect. Oh, who are they playing against? The generals, uh, the commanders. Yeah. Vince Papali. Hey, who's going to play in the XFL? Hold on. Vince Papali's what? son is in the league. Vinny Papali. I would imagine that pizza may have been around him. It might have been his pizza. Holy shit. Is there a Philadelphia team? Who's, who's the There event? is a Philadelphia team. He did not get picked by the Philadelphia team. Oh, oh, what a dumb wow. league. 
What? Come on. How do you not have Vince Papali's kid on the Philadelphia? You stupid idiot. With Mark Wahlberg as the head coach. Boom. Mark Wahlberg stinks. Mark Wahlberg told me yesterday to download the Hallow app to pray every day. Really? Really? Yeah. Did you? You did? How did he tell you that? Well, I'm not going to pray every day, but if I do get to a point of when I'm going to pray every day, I'm downloading the Hallow app. I just like the fact that his Happy Easter video was. (laughs) was Hallow or Halo? It's a promotional video. It's awesome. Maybe it's Halo. Ah. He does have a Boston accent, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. he does. Yeah. Hollow. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but I did watch it. Anyways, Mark Wahlberg doesn't have time to coach in the USFL. Mm-hmm. All right? But if Vince, if Vince Papali's kid mm-hmm. is in the league, you put him on the Philly team. Yeah. yeah. Get his ass traded to a different hotel down there. I think he's on the Tampa Bay team. The location of the burning. cities also does not matter at all because no, are, you're just lending, you're leasing the name. Did they right. have to talk to Governor or Mayor Ravenstall, whatever his name is, in Pittsburgh? I don't know. I just know they turned this hotel into a football facility. Like, there's a weight room in the hotel. Uh, they cleared out like the banquet hall, put a bunch oh, of weights yeah, in the there. Yeah, the meeting rooms look sweet. That's awesome. Okay, that's great that, to hear. Sweet, I mean, terrible. What? So oh. hearing all this yeah. startup. At what point do you think the guys who are there were like, God, this was a huge fucking mistake. Why am I doing this? So the guys who play, I think they just enjoy playing. I, I, might, I might be mistaken, yeah. but everybody that I talked to that was in the AAFL, that was the one I think. Um, mm-hmm. uh, the Alliance, right? Yeah, uh, Polian and Paulo Almond. Yeah, yeah. yep. That executive's kid, whatever his name is, that started the XFL. That one, I had friends that were playing in that league DMing me while they were playing in it like, Hey, there's some fucked up shit going on, basically. Like, hey, we haven't been paying all this. And I'm like wondering why they're still doing it. Like, they just want to, I think they just want to, in hopes of a check coming mm-hmm. and still playing football, they're good. So I don't think you're going to hear a lot of the players be like, oh, this was a mistake during the whole thing. These stories will come afterwards. And maybe the USFL isn't a mistake. Maybe yeah. this thing goes on and really breaks ground and is trailblazing in the coverage of the sport. You know, mm-hmm. they got drones flying around right, out yeah. there. They got uh, uh, purse POV cams mm-hmm. on helmets. That looked awesome. A lot of good stuff. The chip in the ball, huh? That's First sweet. down. Here we go. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good stuff. Joining us now, a man who might know if the NFL will adapt any of these processes into the NFL. Senior NFL insider for the NFL Network and NFL.com. Host of the weekly wrap-up with Rap Sheet and Friends. Us being friends. He being Rap Sheet. Ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rap. Hey, hey, Rap Sheet, the NFL have uh, like a surprise urgent meeting this morning because they're scared to death the USFL is going to take all their fans. Mm. Not, uh, I'll have to check on the veracity of that uh, report. Uh, I have not heard that. Okay. I'll have to check with my source. Mm-hmm. I did see it was on, um, and I did see they got some fans. I didn't watch any of it. Uh, how, how were the games? Yeah, Ian, Come on, Ralph. Ian, Ian, listen, we get it. No, okay. No, I was very busy uh, Sunday, Saturday. Whatever day it was. Yeah, yeah. okay. Ian, we did it. Okay, Mr. NFL guy, NFL insider. We watched well, Hold on, hold on. Was it, how watchable was it? For real? Okay, so four or five plays, six plays. Yeah. Uh, then I, I kind of went away, then come back. Four, five, six plays, then you kind of go away, and then you turn it back on, and it's a, a basically a hard knocks happening of the entire league. Yeah. And you watch for a little bit. Guy gets cut for choosing pizza over chicken salad <laughs> yep. uh, and some <laughs> other stuff happens. I mean, it's an Seems interesting Seems unfair, league. but what do I know? 
Yeah, I hope he ends up on. Uh, that guy's a good player. He yeah. is a good and player. Yeah. And yeah, he is so hot. Line forty six. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Don't be picking pizza over fucking chicken <laughs> salad. All right, because we'll turn this into chicken shit real quick. <laughs> Anyways, Ian, let's talk about the NFL. Okay, we're happy football's here. We're happy there's an opportunity for a lot of great players that are in that league to maybe put some more film on to end up in the NFL. Just seems going to be difficult when there's no quarterbacks left when all the NFL has everybody. Unless Kurt Warner comes through. That's right. Yeah. If Kurt Warner comes through, that'll be fantastic. Let's talk about the NFL, sir. Um, whenever you hear about the Trey Lance situation, what is your mindset there? I believe Bleacher Report uh, wrote a whole article on it. It was a Jeremy Fowler report that Trey Lance is acting as if he is the starter for the San Francisco mm-hmm. 49ers. Jeremy Fowler's reporting. Meanwhile, Trey Lance has been working out in the Bay Area. I'm told that he's got indications, at least informal indications, from the team that he'll be the guy next year. He's set to be that. Now, whether that means that they would still keep Garoppolo and that could change the dynamic, impossible, by the way. They say possibly. That would be impossible. But right now, Lance is going to be the starter with how beloved Garoppolo is in that locker room and his energy and how positive he is I think that would be an interesting decision is this what you're hearing as well in San Francisco and is this a draft night trade potentially Uh, first of all let me start with one of the other things you said I'm not so sure it's impossible that Garoppolo comes back and attends training camp with the 49ers and then we'll see what happens right because he's still not going to be able to throw until June that is if everything goes perfectly well Right, so he's coming back from very serious shoulder surgery, right shoulder. Uh, It was a torn capsule, I believe, kind of outside or on his rotator cuff. So it wasn't rotator cuff surgery, but it was kind of around it. Um, If everything goes perfect, he's throwing in June. If everything doesn't go perfect, he's throwing in July, probably. So who is going to trade for him that didn't get a quarterback Uh. in the draft? And then let's play this forward a little bit. Let's say Trey I don't know what Trey Lance is going to be. The people in San Francisco really, really, really like the potential. They think he is going to be great, but we don't know. Let's say Garoppolo shows up and, just like last year, was the better quarterback. How do you not play him? Like, that's the thing about, like, once he shows up, players know if someone is, like, who's better. They all know, right? I mean, you guys both know. It's not like coaches say, oh, this guy's better, and players go, oh, okay. Players know. So what if he's better? Yeah, well, politics dive into that every once in a while, but I understand what you're saying. Go ahead, AJ. Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not, yeah no, Ian, I know I, I think every time you're on here, I ask you about Baker Mayfield, but I, I, I'm more intrigued oh. by the day of what may happen with him. We, we know Robbie Anderson has, what, Instagram comments saying he doesn't want him there. All this stuff surrounding him. Who, who wants Baker Mayfield? You started all this shit, by the way, Ian. Whenever yeah. you reported on this show, then Mary Kay yeah. reported it. Then that report was the one that Robbie Anderson actually commented yeah. no to. Sorry about that, AJ. But yes, this is all because of Ian Rappaport's report that it feels like Carolina and Baker are going to happen, even mm. though Baker said that Carolina probably not going to happen. Go ahead. I'm sorry about that. Go ahead, Ian. So uh, I would say it doesn't feel to me like Seattle is going to happen as of now. We'll see. Maybe they don't come away with a quarterback in the draft. Maybe on. If Baker Mayfield doesn't get traded next by next like Tuesday, Wednesday, he could get traded Friday if a team who wanted one doesn't come away with one. So that'll be something to watch maybe like the day after the draft. So we'll kind of put a pin in that and wait for that one. The Carolina one is interesting to me because if he is going to get traded before the draft, Carolina is the most likely option. If Carolina doesn't do it, then I think he just waits. So for Carolina, what they're doing right now is they're evaluating all the quarterbacks. They got Sam Howell in today, and they'll make a decision. Would I rather trade for Baker Mayfield and some of his big salary, or would I rather take 
Malik Willis or Kenny Pickett or someone at number six. And if Mayfield isn't traded by then, like it could be a minute. Like he could he could also show up at training camp with the Browns and that would be slightly awkward, but but it is what it is. There's no way he goes to the voluntary workouts. I don't think he should probably, but no. uh no. the people But mandatory talk- though could show up at mandatory. Have to, I think, kinda, right? Unless you want to eat quite a big uh mm-hmm. salary fine and then couldn't they could they get him for his whole thing if they could find him for anything, I wonder. They could tell him to stay away, couldn't they? Oh, they did that uh, with OBJ. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they could do like an excused, you know, we're not going to find you, but don't show up to minimize the distraction. We've seen that before. But let's similar to the Garoppolo thing, let's take this forward. I don't know if Deshaun Watson is going to be suspended. I don't know when he is going to be suspended. But there is obviously a possibility that his civil situation, if there is any sort of settlement, wraps up before the season – so it is in the realm of possibility that Deshaun gets suspended at some point for however many games this year. If you're the Browns, wouldn't you kind of rather have Baker Mayfield as your starting quarterback for four games or whatever, six games? It's not ideal. Jacoby, right? Yeah, yeah. Brissett. They got Jacoby Brissett there as well. Real quick, sounds like you think that's going to happen right there? Which one? Deshaun's settlement before season starts? I don't know enough to say whether or not that's going to happen. I know it's possible and he considered it before the Dolphins almost traded for him so just in my mind my opinion if he considered it then might he consider it now to get it over with and just kind of be done possibly okay so by the way the way you said that we all in here were like oh that sounds like you know because Ian does have to balance what he knows what he doesn't know right he knows stuff from other people that could potentially infer some things which leads us to this are you working again like this week because remember (laughs) last week we went to Harry Potter world uh Pez candy things and golfing at Black Page yep right yep Uh, so or Beth Page Black I'm sorry yeah So, so this week we're oh. actually going to get some stuff like, hey, what's going on with Detroit? What's going on with Aiden Hutchinson Ooh. and Trevon Walker? Ooh. Things changing. Like, is this information yeah. maybe you're tapped oh, into yeah. as opposed to Harry Potter? And the We're grinding. Okay, okay. No, this is, this is gr- I don't know if you know this. The draft is like in less than two weeks. Oh, we wow. Are- wow. Yeah. yeah, 10 days away, Ian. Welcome back to Ten football, dude. days away. There it is. The draft's spectacular. Yeah, right. uh, oh, yeah. I will not be tuned in, but uh, on, uh, what the hell is that about? The hell, I didn't get my invite. Although I guess I'll be somewhat busy. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> we'll probably the, so, we'll be reporting your your tweets for yep, sure. Of course, yeah. You'll I'll, be. A part I'll of wave it. to you guys. I'll do a little. Uh, I'll do the thing where like you know John Stockton used to do, where you like or whoever who was that who used to rub his chin to say tell his kids hi, Jason, rub his yes, cheek, uh, basketball uh, player. Yeah, I don't know. I'll wave hi to you guys. Steve Nash. Stockton has been in the. Who was some sort of? I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah, sure the internet can look that up. Um, Joe Montana. The Detroit don't say hello to us, by the way. We don't care, Ian. Yeah, okay, nope. do what you got to do. We'll report your tweets. What is going on with the top of the draft? Is there any real shakeup, or is this all uh, smoke so, so Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett are visiting the Lions this week. Dish, 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 dish. And I've been spending my last several hours trying to figure out what that means. And it either means one of two things which are completely opposite. The Lions have real legitimate interest in a quarterback at number two, or they have no interest, and they want to make sure if a quarterback oh. comes around at 32 that they're prepared. Oh. I think one of those things is true. Oh. I just don't know which. And if the Lions take one at number two, everyone in the world has spent this whole time, you've heard it, talking about how bad this quarterback class is, right? Oh, it's not you know the high-powered class. There's not the shirt. There's not Trevor Lawrence. Sure. But if the Lions take one at two, we're going to get several quarterbacks in the first round because everyone is going to scramble up to make sure they get their guy. 
that is one of the major, major inflection points and possible surprise of the draft. MCDC could rattle up the whole place. Can't wait to see it. Kenny Pickett in town, Malik Willis on the way. Who would they pick, by the way? That'd be a big deal, Mm. especially with this conversation, because like you said, None of these quarterbacks were worth a single thing. And then, boom, who goes number two overall? This person had to be clearly ahead of everybody else, even though it sounds like nobody has a clue in that situation. Evan Fox, here we go. Jared Goff on the way out. Good mentor this kid. I mean, Pickett's hands are too small. MCDC ain't picking him. Whoa. You think he's a a big hand guy? Yeah, absolutely. Rapshi, what's going on with Hutchinson, though? It sounds like he's not going number one now, or what's, what's happening there? So Hutchinson today is uh, at the Lions actually doing a visit. Drove over there a couple hours or whatever it was, 45 minutes from Ann Arbor. Uh, So he's doing a visit. And I would say if he is, you know, you look at the mock drafts and some are really good, some are not really good. We're not going to know. But almost everyone has Hutchinson going number two if he doesn't go number one. Um, So I think that's something to, you know, figure he's going to go early. But the Jaguars ahead of him are – just as interesting because I think everyone assumed Hutchinson would go number one. He is smart. He is safe. He also, if you're trying to build something, is a like rock star leader locker room and locker room guy. Not in like the corny sense, but in the like dudes really like him sense. So oh, as yeah. a number one trend setting or what do you call it foundation setting pick, I think he'd be really good. But the Trayvon Walker one is is I think one the Jaguars are going to be wrestling with. Uh, my colleague Mike Garofolo always compares Trayvon Walker to Alden Smith on the field as far as just, not in production, but as far as just length and like kind of what he looks like. So not really on Trent Baalke had Alden Smith. So that is the one where you're going to say like, I'm not sure we're going to know who's going number one until right up into the draft, and that could change some things as well. I'm excited to break some news, hopefully draft day on who's yeah. going. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. You know what I mean, it's Rap? I mean, last year, Mac Jones at three was all but certain until oh. day of draft. And then, boom, he falls down in New England, and everybody wonders, how the hell did this happen again? Go ahead, Tone. Ian, there was uh, reports of wide receivers that are potentially looking for new deals and that are not going to participate in workouts. Uh, What's the update on those guys? Uh, Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, Well, although I think DK probably is going to go. I think McLaurin will be there. You know, I, I, I think all of that is true. I don't get too into the OTAs thing because really, like, you guys know, it's like you run some sprints, you do some lifting, uh, all the stuff that Pat does in his spare time. Like, that's really what OTAs is. Like, it's it's very, very, very voluntary. And I think thanks to the uh, virtual workouts of the last couple of years, I think it's probably more voluntary than it's ever been because coaches realize, like, we can have a season if all our guys don't show up in April. Like, it's probably fine. So, I think those guys are just being safe and staying away. Um, but the receiver market has gone crazy. It is the position to get paid now. So I think all of those teams that have those top receivers from A.J. Brown and D.K. Metcalf and Debo Samuel have a decision to make, and it's the same one that the Bills and the Raiders and the Chiefs wrestle with, is do I pay this guy or do I get a bunch of draft picks for him and let someone else pay him? Uh, we got 10 days till the draft, and I think some of that will play yes. out before that. I'm not sure Debo Samuel will play out before. That might be a minute. Oh. Um, but oh. that's definitely one of the biggest storylines of the of the offseason. Are you saying that strictly because the way the Niners operate or because somebody told you? That mm. I just – my sense is I, I was kind of – wait the Debo Samuel thing, and you know how contracts work. It could happen like 
Well, I know how contracts work more. You know how contracts work. Yeah, <laughs> certainly do. Yeah, no, no, no. Ian, you've been reporting them fantastically, but what are you saying about Debo, though? Go ahead. Uh, no, so I just, I don't get the sense any decision on what the 49ers will do is imminent. Like, I don't think it's like, all right, if they don't do a deal before the draft, then they're definitely going to trade them. Like, it doesn't feel like that to me. Like, when I poke around, people go, yeah. Like, I'm not sure anything's coming soon. I'm like, okay, well, that means they'll probably be closer to training camp when we get a decision. That's because Chris Ballard operates like SEAL Team 6. That's right. Nobody knows anything Chris Ballard's doing. Debo's coming to the Colts. Can't wait Hell for him. Yeah. Welcome to the Colts, Debo. You're nice. lucky. Just like oh, yeah. Gilly Locke. Just like Gilly Locke. Stephon yeah. Gilmore. Welcome I mean, to the, lockdown time. The Gilmore, you know, we all want to break where all these visits are going and which free agents are going. The Gilmore Colts visit broke from the transaction wire. Like nobody, it just popped up on the wire and nobody announced that. Chris oh, Ballard. Yeah. Ballard. Lasagna. Yeah, Chris Ballard says, no, nah, we're going to break our, nobody's going to break Holy this news. Shit. We're actually sick of this. Nobody breaks the news. We'll have the goddamn wire do it. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, rap sheet. Is Dougie Kayed the authority on. Jesus. Kide. Is he the. Kide. Dougie, Dougie Kide. Okay. Is he the Wait, authority? Is it not Kayed? That's what. Well, it's Kide, I believe, because I looked at his profile. It said, pronounced like died. D Y E D. Unless that's Dyed. Diet, yeah. No, I think that's died. Died. Yeah. All right. All right. Go ahead. Does contract Dougie know everything about the QB contracts? Because he's saying uh, Kyler and Lamar are going to warrant forty and a half a year. Is that what you're hearing? Uh, I think they better want that much. Uh, If they do not want that much, they should rethink a lot of things. I think you know that's probably the. What you're saying? This is obvious. No. No way. No. Dougie Guy did not deserve that. Dougie Guy did not deserve that. Literally, I looked at it. I'm like, all right, okay. The fact, the fact that they put Doug he's such Guy, a nice guy too. He's, I don't know him. I assume he is. Reporting him. He's such a nice guy. But I'm just stamping that, like, hey, yeah, yeah, I know. Fucking Doug Guy said it. It's like, all right, dude. Like, I appreciate Doug Guy. I respect Doug Guy because I assume he works for Pro Football Focus. But the way they set up that graphic, as if it was like uh, Bill fucking Polian, so, or like that. That's basically what I was like. Oh, Doug Guy. Okay, got it. Doug. That, that is uh, that is in vogue now in the social media world. If someone says something, you put it on a graphic, you stamp it on there, and you put that on Instagram. You just you watch the likes roll in. Well, Bill Belichick said it like that's that's what they acted like Doug Kide was. <laughs> yeah, and no, I love Doug Kide, but Pro Football Focus has this incredible confidence that yeah. I wish I could walk around with. One time. I love them because they got all the stats. I do. Oh, I enjoy the way they operate. I am a big-time follower. That's why when I saw Doug Kide, I was like, well, fuck, all yeah. right. <laughs> Doug Kide said it. Let's go ahead and go for it. But this next, they're going to continue to go up, right? And the Derek Carr model wasn't fully guaranteed, although no. Deshaun was and Kirks was. Do you think quarterbacks are going to start going that way? Is that what you're hearing from agents? They're going to attempt to do that or no? Yeah, I think so. The Derek Carr contract was good for him, and I know the Raiders wanted to structure it like that to give themselves some flexibility. I think for Derek Carr, who, you know, Vic Tafer from The Athletic wrote a really good article about Carr's mindset and why it was important to him to take that kind of deal. It was really about doing what was best for the team to make sure that they had his best chance to win as possible. That was Carr's mindset. For, that, for him, I think that deal was absolutely fine. It's going to be more interesting... When you see what is the next deal, like does Kyler Murray get done? I don't get the sense anything's imminent there, but how close to fully guaranteed does he get? And then like 
does Lamar Jackson do a deal at all anytime soon? Like I just, we are in this weird waiting game where it seems like the Ravens would like to engage. Lamar's like, eh, I'm good. I'll just kind of focus on whatever. And I don't know when they're going to get together. And, you know, everyone, every agent, who, and every all the agents want to talk about Lamar Jackson because he does not have one. But they say, well, like, how could he put himself at risk? Well, I hope somebody has educated Lamar Jackson of the risk versus the reward. It is a risk. Kirk Cousins did it, got unbelievably, like, unprecedentedly rewarded for waiting. So that's kind of what we're doing with Lamar. The waiting game is interesting. I love that the agents, you know, because they've never had any bad deals. You know, they're no, worried no. about... They're worried about Lamar's deal not being good for everybody else. Go ahead, AJ. Ian, what's what's the relationship like between Kyler and the front office in Arizona? Like, if he signs an extension, is everything good again? Or hey, we're we're good to go. We don't have any beef. I think they'll be okay. I'm not so sure. It's like everything's great. Like come in and hugs. But you know what happens is after you you, you go through the stress of a deal and it sucks. Like I imagine these high 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 stakes contract negotiations are probably miserable for all sides like when i talk to agents or gms or players in the middle of it everyone seems to hate all of it right and then it gets done and it might take a little bit but he wants to be there and the team wants him there and they are in a good place to win a lot of games going forward and they've taken big steps over the last three years kind of incrementally so i think once it gets done assuming it does get done it's all going to be fine but Eric Burkhardt, the agent, has made sure that it will not be done quietly. Um, and he, you know, he has been very boisterous about what he thinks and what he wants. So we will see going forward. FaZe Clan's only growing, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, FaZe. You know, that team, that team can pay, too. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That team's got a big bank behind them. You know what I mean, Rap? They're unfazed. No. You don't know about FaZe Clan? Should I? Dude. Oh, my God. Face Clan could put a football team together and beat any of the USFL teams. Yeah. Yeah. Is that an analytics consortium? Imagine Brawny running. Mm -hmm. You got Destroying on that team. Kyler's running fucking quarterback. Ben Mm -hmm. Simmons a tight end. They would honestly... Listen, they would walk, they would wipe the floor yeah. with the entire yeah. USFL. Is this an esports team? Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, That's what I'm saying. But they, they got hey, guys. Ah, they got guys, though. Uh-huh. Yeah, Face Clan, dude. Didn't, didn't they win uh, against Brett Favre? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, uh, yeah. Favre yeah, was dude. slinging it. Um, all right, we got nothing else, really. Tom, Tom Brady in the, um, his documentary is ending next Tuesday. Is that what's happening? <laughs> I'm sure they had to redo a lot of it. Um, <laughs> oh. Are we going to see? Actually, hold on. Are we going to see the Miami thing? Ooh. Ooh. I saw that you said it tomorrow, Tuesday, but then I saw he tweeted next Tuesday. So it's probably next Tuesday. So. No, but I don't know if you if you saw the updated one because the fucking algorithm with the late tweets. Yeah. I was seeing shit from four days ago. Oh, yeah. Hey, listen. The I algorithm. T- it's like I mean, the it makes me want to never tweet about anything in-game ever again because I'll see people's tweets like, about the end of the Celtics game, like I woke up this morning, I'm like, is there a game going on? Like, I can't, I cannot deal. I can't deal either. What are they doing over there, Ian? What's going on? Obviously. I mean, I assume they're going to fix it. Uh, they've been saying they're going to, uh, maybe they'll get an edit button. That would help. Um, they're doing a lot of things. Yeah, but only like one yeah. or two characters, right? You can't change, because if you were able to edit an entire tweet, you could really do some damage. Yeah. I only need a couple characters. I mean, how many misspellings and grammatical gaps am I going to do? There's like mm-hmm. one per tweet. 
I don't want to have to redo the whole thing. I agree completely. I'm on your side in that thing as an OG on Twitter, but a lot of people are asking for an edit thing so they can explain themselves if they uh, fuck up a tweet as well. So no. I think that no, we don't need that. Yeah, we don't need that. We just need the couple letters changed here or there. Any news coming from your Twitter account over the next couple of days that we should expect now that you're back working? Um, I would say uh, hopefully a lot of draft scuttlebutt will be the focus oh, from now until scuttlebutt. rumors, scuttlebutt, with buzz could be some buzz. Oh, oh shit. hey, we like good buzz coming out from yeah, that. Hell yeah. And uh, with your uh, people that you know, we try to figure out where Elias is too because we got Ezekiel coming on later. We got no fucking clue where yeah, Elias is. Ezekiel yeah, Ezekiel is uh, Elias's younger brother. We haven't seen Elias like a year. And that is uh, you son of a bitch, uh, ladies and gentlemen. The rap part. Thanks. Today's show is presented by Cash App. Yeah. Cash App couldn't be easier to use from sending money to your buddies to buying Bitcoin. They've simplified everything. You can even buy pieces of stocks or Bitcoin with as little as $1. Wow. Yeah, $1 gets you in the game of the future. Okay, like 100 that. pennies. I will say, I don't know where you should put it. Honestly, don't know much about stocks. There's only one stock I've invested in over yep. my life and that's a good time. Hell yeah. It's paid off every time. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how it'll be in the end. Long run, probably not the best decision, but uh, you can get into the stocks game or the Bitcoin game. Get into the future with just as little as $1 with our friends at Cash App who make it very easy. Literally just, eh, boom, in the game. Done. Thank you. It's the best finance app in the world, and we appreciate their help with our giveaways. Remember, Winner Wednesday, when we announce all the winners from the past week's giveaway. Uh, look forward to that. I think last week we gave away a shit ton of money yeah. on yeah. Wednesday. Yeah. CFO Phil still texting about maybe less giveaways. Mm. Sorry, Phil. CFO Phil, Chief Financial Officer, mm -hmm. oh. and even he would say Cash App, the easiest way to do finance stuff. Hell yeah. If you aren't on Cash App yet, go use code McAfee for $15 as soon as you sign up. That's code M-C-A-F-E-E -E for a free $15. Terms apply. We don't know what the terms are. No. But they do apply, okay? So look out for them. This might be a little bit more of a serious voice because I have a serious announcement to make. Welcome back to the show. AJ Hawk to my left, your right. Tone Diggs. Toxic Table, Tyshman, Boston Connor. Oh, yeah. Boston Connor, April 18th, regular day. Conan O'Brien's birthday, actually. Happy birthday, wow. Conan O'Brien. Conan. Happy birthday, Conan. How do you know that? Uh, Boston guy, I looked right? it up. Yeah, Boston guy. Oh, you just looked it up? Massachusetts guy. Well, let it be known that April 18th, although Conan O'Brien's birthday, will also be remembered for the day that we see a tweet that says this. Breaking! A federal judge in Florida has voided the national mask mandate covering airports, planes, and other public travel via the Associated Press. Via at Breaking 911, a news Twitter account. Breaking! We beat fucking COVID!
Keep that one going. Keep that one going. You get winded. So that federal judge in Florida, though, covers all of us. I know he can't hear. Yeah, it's national. My long COVID. Got me a little winded, but that long COVID is dead. Uh huh. I take Woo. effect today, or do we wait? Like that tweet went out. I read it. Yeah, it's over. It was it was Done. supposed to go from April 18th to May 3rd, the mass mandate, but ain't happening. Federal judge named Catherine Kimball Mizell. Hey, shout uh, out! Thank, thank you, Mizell. Thank you. Because said fucking Woo. CDC. We did it. Exceeds their authority to try to fucking keep us masked. AJ, it. we did it, didn't we? I mean, this is a this is a very big step in the Hell process. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude! Yes! Goddamn right. I don't got enough juice to do it again, but <laughs> we did it, man. You know? Wow. What percentage of the plane do you think will still be wearing masks? Who cares? Put on sunglasses, too. I mean, this is just an announcement that, hey, we did it. Here we go. Yeah. Back to normal. Well, you know, all the way back to the days of Joe Exotic and the Tiger King. Hell yeah. yeah. In the initial lockdowns, where we were seeing videos of big fishing nets being draped over top of people's heads yeah. and getting dragged into an apartment and sealed in quarantine mm. and saying, hey, you go outside, that could happen to you. Yeah. yeah. Now, obviously, that wasn't our country, but... Still. What well, was our country for a long time was everybody just hanging out in their houses, not allowed to leave. That son of a bitch, COVID just kept That's still going on, though. That's still going on in some other countries. How does that affect us? Can we still travel over there? What do we do? Well, Catherine Kimball and myself said, don't you fucking worry about it. Hey, thank you. Oh, thank you, you, Catherine. Catherine. Is she waving or being sworn in? I believe that's a, that looks like hand on Bible. Yep. Hell yeah. Happy Easter, Catherine, by the way. It's funny for us. Man, this is awesome. COVID was long, though. It was strong. Yeah. It was durable. It was gritty. Mm -hmm. What? That son of a bitch came back more times than Jesus. Yeah. It was dead. It was over. We thought it was good times. And then boom, another variant came around. Then boom, another variant came around. And boom, another wave. Boom, another spike. What? Boom. Then Omicron came running wild. We said, oh, this is a soft-ass one. Mm-hmm. Little bitch. Little bitch-ass one. Got him. And then there was like rumblings from some medical community. And obviously, every medical community is right. Has Somehow. Right. We learned that the last two years. Yes, we did. Omicron is actually making everybody better because it's catching everything yeah. and it's actually mm -hmm. helping combat against the other COVIDs. We could have never guessed that something like this would come along. But goddamn, Omicron's here. It might save it. And here we are, April 18th. It's fucking over. Yeah. Yes. Hell yeah. I'm so happy for everybody. The effects of this will be long-reaching. Mm -hmm. Kids had to stay in their homes for two years, not going to classrooms, not, not getting good. to see people in mm -hmm. some places. Not good. Humans locked down, got scared to death of everybody else and everything going on. Habits are formed in like 21 days, let alone two years. There'll be ripple effects from what COVID did. But here we are, April 18th, down COVID to fucking officially suck it, dude. Hell, hell awesome. yeah. what dude, we should have known last week when Fauci said this is something we just got to live with now that it was almost there. And then Catherine fucking top rope. Bang. Are oh, you mean when, when I said that and you guys said that I was throwing conspiracies out there? What's that, AJ? What he said about whatever Fauci said last week and you guys attacked me like it didn't happen. That's because Fauci was nowhere to be found yeah. for a long time. We mm -hmm. fact-checked you. Fauci's had four or five different runs in this COVID run. There's five seasons of that fucking guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. you know? so where does he go from here, though? He's back. He's back. He just gave yeah. a precursor to the end of this thing. He's back. trying to turn babyface. Yeah. Back to his lab. Bro, he's babyface, heel, babyface, threw that pitch. Uh -huh. Everybody's yeah. like, what? Kind of uh -huh. went away a little bit. 
And heel, he was on that heel run for a long time. And he disappeared. Came back babyface. So one week around. Great storytelling. Unbelievable. Fouch? Yeah, Fouch. Fouch yeah. yeah, he's able. He's got depth, dude. Oh, yeah. He slaughtered it. Horrible pitcher, though. Unbelievable run. Yeah, well, cannot throw a baseball. Cannot throw a baseball. No. Bad, bad baseball. So bad. Not an athlete. A lot why would you agree to do that? If you know you can't throw, why would you agree to do it? He was it? untouchable at the time. He's the biggest baby yeah. face on earth. Yeah. yeah. What are you talking about? Thought he was going to eat her at 95 on the block. Dude, how about him? What is 93.6 or something? Yeah. Uh-huh. In full uniform. That's- he could <laughs> still start for like every every team in the majors. If he wanted to. If he wanted to. He wasn't a pitcher, right? No. no. Outfielder. Just threw 93.6? Oh, or? yeah. Absolute hose. Burners. That's awesome. How come when you throw opening pitches, you don't wear a full uniform? That would be sweet, wouldn't it? Try to gas it. Yeah. All right, now that we beat COVID, let's talk about it. I mean, is there anything else to talk about? I was going to say. Maybe we run run dead air for the rest of the fucking show. (laughs) Go outside. Go outside. Go do something. Go hug somebody. Go go hug somebody. Don't spit on somebody. (laughs) That's disgusting. Don't do that. But maybe shake a hand, dap somebody up. We're back. Speaking of COVID being dead, did you catch fucking Bristol dirt race? Yeah. Yeah, what was that? Fucking dirt race at Bristol. What are you talking so about? So they brought it. Did they bring in dirt for that track, or is it always a dirt track? Nah, they brought in the dirt. Uh, Indiana kid, by the way. That's a lot. Home on dirt. Yeah, yeah. Led that entire thing. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Not surprised who won that one. Who won it? KY. Did he really? Yes. Of course. Put him on dirt. Is Kyle running? <laughs> Kyle's winning. <laughs> Rowdy. I thought Tony Stewart's the dirt, the dirt track dude. Well, no. Tony Stewart, he's smoke. Yeah, he is yeah. dirt track. He doesn't race no more, though. Yeah, yeah. No, he never raced anymore. I saw his house is for sale. Well, yeah, we're not diving all the way back into that, okay? All right. <laughs> I'm not either. But I'm saying I thought he still drove every once in a while. What'd you say, Zito? You said something? Oh, there's breaking news also in the uh, in the sports. Now, it's hard really? to move on from COVID. Just want to let everybody know, thanks for riding alongside of us all COVID. Thank you guys for joining us all COVID. Boys, thanks for all your efforts. I really feel like we did a lot of things, man. Yeah. Thank you, Pat. Thank you, Pat. Thank you, guys. I appreciate Back you guys. Back for Hawk Sports, though. Was birth. Yeah. Uh-huh. Pretty it show. Was, yeah. yeah. Birth like the day that everything started. Yeah. Uh-huh. Literally the mm-hmm. day of. And the fact that we're in Indiana and we were able to socially distant throughout the entire thing mm-hmm. was yeah. really un- unbelievable to think about. Won't get talked about. Wouldn't have been of, able to do it anywhere else. A lot of people, yeah, LA, New York, everybody shut down. Mm-hmm. We're the only ones that didn't, I don't think. We maintained safety. It was weird. We weren't like touching each other for a while. Yeah. 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 I'm going to yeah. give you guys Six, all a big what? dap, a kiss yeah. on the cheek. Yep. Yeah. How's, how's your family? How's your family? Kiss on the cheek. You guys can all go share your devices again. See? What devices? Where you ingest CBD for your joints. Oh. Because oh. you all oh. had to have your own for Peace COVID. Pipe. Yeah. Well, the thing about it is we do have a plethora of those. Remember? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the other day we had to do a invoice on everything we had in the office. <laughs> And the accounting for that particular department started getting a little bit higher than we had remembered. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like 15, 20 of those things laying around. <laughs> One for everybody now. It's like, what happened? Well, that's yeah. how it had to be for COVID. Yeah, had, had, had to do it. Had right. to be for COVID. That's what we do. Uh, breaking news coming out of the sports world. The match will have another epic clash on the golf course. This time, two OGs taking on two young bucks. Ooh. Hey, who's the Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers of the next generation? Maybe Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Well, Tom and Aaron will represent for the OGs against Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes at the win Las Vegas, June 1st, 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Available on TNT. This is going to be awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Scramble, I This is a scramble. Or they have multiple different rules or how will this go like they had done it in the past and how does this not become a six-hour affair where everybody tries to fall and not fall asleep at the end 
Well, they could start with the 12 holes. Um, they'll, they'll probably do where the what first six will be their own ball, and then maybe they do the – Like they did with yeah. Phil and Tom and them. Mm -hmm. Two yes. amateurs here, no, no pros golfing in the match. AJ, your first thoughts? I mean, I'm excited. I think the matchup, it, it's up to them to make it interesting, don't you think? Like, we don't – we don't care nearly as much about good golf play as we do like good banter to see all these four stud mm -hmm. quarterbacks talk and see how they go back and forth at each other. Why don't they just open it up and tell us all how to play quarterback in the NFL? Yeah. yeah. Why don't they That's just, a good idea. Why doesn't like just somebody ask the one question like, hey, Tom, why do you do blah, blah, blah? Because then that immediately leads into da, 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 da. Mm -hmm. And then they're playing golf, I guess, but we're all just getting a chance to listen to the fucking guys of the NFL chit chat, although it won't be that. It won't be, you know, they'll no, be. But they're going to, hey, they're going to, I think that group, especially, we know how Josh Allen is fun. So is Pat Mahomes and Aaron work together at State Farm. Aaron and Tom will, you know, they'll be the old savvy vets. I think they're going to go back and forth. And I think Aaron's sarcasm and his like cutting humor will be at an all time high. The build up. He's, he's got to be playing well, though. The build up to this is going to be great. Yeah. Mm hmm. June 1st, I mean, it's not too far away. That's cool. Yeah, but we got some press conferences mm -hmm. coming up. Yeah, the A couple of Zoom calls, a yeah. couple of promos. Well, well, no more Zoom calls with the, what the federal yeah. judges oh, said. Yeah. That's right. They better be, they're sitting on a dais, I think. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. On a dais with like Jim Nance standing in between. Oh, there. Yeah. TNT? I didn't see. TNT or what? TNT, yeah. yeah. Chuck, so Chuck, yeah. Chuck. Chuck, yeah. Chuck. Chuck will be in their ear asking questions. Should be. Hopefully. Larry Fitz, right? Should be awesome. did that other one. Yeah, here we go. Mm -hmm. What are you going to say, Tone? How come AJ didn't break this for us? He definitely knew about it. Huh. I did not know about it. I learned that right here from you. Oh, oh sure shit. he did. You think I watch that many hours of Maury Povich and don't know what bullshit is? <laughs> Get out of here. How do you hold it in? Huh? How do I don't you? hold it. I didn't know this. You think I care? Like, I didn't know. I wouldn't be. Hey, guys, guess what? There's another match happening. I wouldn't do that. No, I know. You would, obviously, but maybe we should start thinking. Of, is, is there any breaking news come out of the Aaron camp that maybe we should know about that's maybe cool or fun or anything like that? Yeah, I think June 1st, I think he's playing golf with some other great quarterbacks. Oh, oh shit. Is that the win in Las Vegas? We already knew that. What? Already knew so that. So they're only playing 12 holes? Uh, I think that's what happened last time, remember? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they won. It, it got real dark, though. They were playing real long. It was Aaron and uh, DeChambeau uh -huh. and then Tom and Phil. It got dark. It got late. You could tell everybody was kind of tired, but Aaron's putter got real hot. Aaron's putter got real hot. He's a golfer. I'm very, very, very talented golfer. I played for the first time on Saturday. I am not. Yeah, you're not out of go. Uh, you know, I'm all, it hurt the basketball. It's up and down, right? Just up and down. I mean, that's golf. That's what it is. I mean, more ups and downs. If we're talking not on a scorecard, but in the golf flow of things, I hit the ball Good. rather well. First time on a course in a long time, and first time using these Callaway clubs. Ooh, oh, they are very nice, nice. bats. Hey, good pop off of those. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the pop off. The pop time's like Jason Kendall off of that. Off the wedges. You know what I mean? It's unbelievable. Have you played any at all? I have not gotten out. I mean, it's it's snowing today. It's been raining. It's yeah, monsoon season it's here too in Ohio. But no, I haven't. I don't know when the first time I'll get out. I'm I'm committed to a couple outings. That'll probably be when I get out. Well, these guys play well. Like you think Aaron like looks like tries to dial yeah. in on golf for this? Yes, I think I he 100 percent so wants to play well. And we saw it last time. Like that dude got dialed in and he was loving it. Yeah, I think they all. I think if you've done TV on or golf on TV before. You probably want to be better at golf than the people who haven't necessarily done it yet. I yeah. think. I think Mahomes and Mahomes plays in Tahoe, and they show a lot of his shots. Like he's used to playing like that too. So I think he'll play well. Oh, Josh Allen can hit a golf ball five thousand yards. Yeah, no, we saw him. Remember oh, Top Golf? That's right. Yeah. Top yeah. Golf. He fucking hit one. He. I think he left. No, it might have hit the top of the yeah, thing. Yeah, he fucking bombed. I mean, it was murdered in Vegas. 
That's a, at altitude, thin air. Mm-hmm. They're going to be bombing some, I think. That I, I assume I haven't seen that course. The wind course has got to be awesome, right? Probably, I, would, I, would I would assume. Yeah. yeah. What do you think? I know Shadow for? Creek's the other one they played. That one's crazy nice too. Obviously, the Shadow Creek one is just for golfing, right? Like, yeah, it's just out, it's like twenty minutes from the strip. It's just out there, yeah. Because like the win and all these other places that ha- they also have golf courses, you can get like a round with your suite and like a hole. And like I think Shadow Creek is like uh, right. Yeah, is, isn't it? Yeah, Shadow Creek's a lot harder to get on. It's a lot more expensive. Yeah. Yeah, I think I don't. Uh, what the? Yeah, fuck not a hotel associated with it or anything. I think it is just like a golf club. I never understood why people ever did that when I was younger too. I've only done Vegas one way. I guess there is multiple ways. I've only done it one way, and golfing is a part of the other way. I think and like shows and meals mm-hmm. and stuff Absolutely. like. I've, oh, yeah, I've never. I don't think I've golfed in Vegas. Ever? No, 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 never. I said, what are we doing here? Uh, yeah. For how long? Oh, I'm gonna pay for this. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. And yeah. then never like go summer back in 114 degrees. Oh, I'm gonna be hungover for four weeks. This is gonna be <laughs> a nightmare. My wife said she uh, she used some patch. Some patch thing oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, this weekend. Mm-hmm. She said it did work. It did feel better. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait for what? For boozing. Sure wasn't yeah. the gazebo effect. What was the, what did the patch do? Plusy. And what is that? <laughs> a gazebo is not a plusebo, which is a oh, gazebo. You put too much goddamn lacquer on. Well, bingo, bingo. Mm-hmm. Plusebo is when you think you took something and mentally <laughs> you make the adjustment and do it yourself. That's right. Yeah, it's a big plusebo effect. is big in studies and trials. Mm-hmm. And it works. It works, man. Pills. Yeah, if, I guess. Hey, whatever. Wait, it takes. so she took a patch that the next day, or that would help her feel better while the next she day? was boozing. Yeah, yeah she was taking before it. you started what drinking. Kind of, what is that? I don't know. I was very interested. By the, cool. this is why I'm talking about it because, like, whenever I was like, "How long over were you?" Because I just get so hungover. We don't drink that much anymore. Mostly smoking a CBD. So then, whenever we drink, like, I fucking die. Like, I am murdered yeah. by it. So I asked her. She's, by the way, great drinker in her own right. Like she's, you know, I'm like, how'd you know? She said this patch really helped out because normally she gets a bit hungover as well. I was like, need to find these patches for the next time there's a whiskey night. Because I can't be doing that fucking two week still dead thing. Maybe Roman. Maybe Roman will start selling those. If those work, by the way, that'd be game changers. I think for everybody. Because the alcohol industry probably going down right now. I, I mean, with this so. news today, no. um, the business is about to be booming. How oh, do you think COVID going up? Because yeah. COVID's dead. Yes. Mm-hmm. I also think during COVID, oh. uh, booze was at a fucking sky high, all time high. Nice really? I think so. Yeah, people just sitting in their house. Way more getting, than ever. Yeah. Because yeah. it could get delivered too. I didn't even think about yeah. that. Mm-hmm. Don't even have to oh, worry about timing or driving or nothing. Yeah. Nope. Just get, you're not allowed to leave. But somehow somebody's allowed to bring me booze. Yeah. And if you're not ever going anywhere, how like, are we ever going to talk about that whole thing? Mm. <laughs> What? <laughs> well, if you just lay out what happened there, somebody locked in house, not allowed to leave. Mm-hmm. Somebody bringing them booze, though, oh. that person leaves and goes, drops off booze somewhere else. Yeah, multiple people's houses, too. Need the essentials. Well, that's why we started doing APOC burgers. Because we we're like, can't have people coming and buy Oh, yeah, stuff. we started oh. making burgers every day here. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. They were very good. Had an entire smoke machine. Yeah. Delicious. Hell of a rig. Hell of a <clears throat> What is it? Ingenuity? Mm-hmm. Breeds. Necessity. Necessity breeds ingenuity. There mm-hmm. it is. That's us, dude. Hell yeah. We're going to watch the match. We're going to watch it. Because yeah. Aaron's oh, yeah. in it. Have to. Definitely yeah. want it. We'll watch to. it regardless. Yeah. yeah. It'll happen. What June day of the week is that? June 1st. June 1st, dude. Fucking get it. May 2nd is a Monday. So do the math. <laughs> Tuesday or Sunday? It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday. Wednesday. Here we go. Nice. You going to watch? Yeah, of course. Oh, right. I love those things. I think it's a great idea to do these. You ever going to play in one, you think? No, but I, I like to watch. Why not? What's that all about? Why don't you play? Well, I mean, you got to be like a, you know, 
quarterback or Charles Barkley or something like that. I know. Oh, okay. Got it. Mm-hmm. I enjoy watching him. Phil's not involved in this one. He he's, might be. He might be a late EP. addition. He's EP, I think. Yeah. He's behind Okay, mm-hmm. He might be on the oh, okay. panel, too. All right. Didn't he create it? I mean, yeah, he's yeah, like he one of the creators of the match. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. wonder if Aaron's going to make any comments about that. <laughs> oh, no. You think like, where's Phil, guys? <laughs> 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 Certainly, right? Oh. Don't give him any ideas. And everybody would be like, Aaron, Aaron is so lacks so much self-awareness. He has no idea what's going on. And it's like the complete opposite, actually. He is, <laughs> yeah. he is completely fucking with... Oh, man, what a moment. That would be great. That's why they'll never invite us, though, I think, you know, to one of those. We'll never get not a chance when, to cover it. Uh, well, I mean, TNT does it, so why? They're not going to have anybody tag along with them. There has to be some other network that we could do that with, yeah, right? Yeah. I was going to say, there's it a It is such a good concept. It is such a good idea. I understand there's like one a year, two a year, or whatever, but... Fuck the networks. We'll go streaming service. If you cover it well, like if you film it well and you're mic'd well and you have the right people, it's awesome. And you could, you could think of foursomes for days, I think, on good oh, groups yeah. to play oh, against yeah. each other that people will want to see. Oh, yes. And if you control the audio properly and catch like conversation, there's an entire thing. It's a lot of work. It's going to take a lot of money, though. <laughs> hey, getting mm-hmm. an entire golf course all rigged up, that yeah. is going to take a lot of cash. I can't wait for it, though. I'm going to let you know, by Tahoe, I'm going to be balling. Oh, yeah. Know that. I'm going to be balling. I believe it. The the good shots are going to be more in abundance than they were on Saturday because they're going to have to be. Well, we were putting out, so it wasn't like you were just you know picking your ball up. You were putting all those close ones. Hey, those two right. or three footers, not fun. Yeah, you see Jordan Spieth has missed multiple. Well, Jordan Still won Spieth. the tournament, though. Hey, he's back, Jordo, mm-hmm. by the way. Congrats yeah. to Jordan Spieth. It was awesome getting to watch him on Sunday dial it in. Six under, I believe, or five under mm-hmm. on Sunday to go ahead and win that thing. Had to go to an extra hole with Patrick Cantley. Almost chips in out of the sand. And then I was getting to hearing some reports on the internet. He's been doing that ever since he was a kid. I guess he is just lethal close and around the green. He chips. He has like 60 chip-ins, they say, or something Damn. like that. So that would not be uh, abnormal at all. Fun to watch him and the math teacher kind of go out there, do their thing, and get back on top a lot of people question whether or not jordan was ever going to be able to get back to the mountaintop mentally because of some of the shit that happened i'm incredibly happy for him he looked awesome out there yeah. and he, over- he looked awesome if you saw his his post uh post round interview too he said like well yeah i mean i basically won this tournament without my putter like without being able to putt so i mean i'd say that's you got to take a lot of good from that if you know like all right I played that good where I putted god awful and I still won a tournament. What is it? The championship this weekend? PGA Championship or is that two weekends? Really? It's two weekends, I think. Because Coltsy Nosty brought it up because remember oh, Tiger yeah. said he was going to play in it. The nineteenth, May nineteenth. It's a month away. Oh, oh so, so this where? Uh, Hilton, it's at, uh, uh, no, Myrtle it's at, Beach. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that is it? it? Myrtle. He did say Myrtle Beach. Because I think uh, he said, Darius Rucker, there's a sneaky good party there. Oh, no, it's at Southern Hills. Remember uh, Scotty's favorite course. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> was Scotty Scheffler at this one yesterday? In, um... I don't know if no. he played or not. He's probably celebrating. He wasn't there. To, uh, Easter. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Easter. I saw them promote him. They pro- him. promoted him for playing in the event next week, I guess, whatever they have. So are they able to pick and choose? I'd assume the bottom end guys are not, but the guys that win are allowed to pick and choose which ones they want to go to? They set their, they set their schedule before the season starts, and they set where they're going to go. What if you get hot, though? Yeah, yeah I don't know. Playing. I'm sure you can. You could enter tournaments. That, if you're a good player, they'll let you come into any tournament, I'm sure. That's what I'm saying, though. Like, I, I think in that sport, you got to get while you're in. Yeah. Yes. I think you got to go. You got to go. Like Jordan right now, if he's going to continue to play like that, 
he needs, he's, he's, I'm excited to watch him go here because it feels like he is going to get hot. His swing looked confident again. Felt like him and the teacher uh, were kind of bickering a little bit, but mm-hmm. they ended up on the good side of things. I'm pumped for Jordan. Especially if he does win because that's basically what Scotty Scheffler did. He won you know, all those tournaments leading up to the major, and then he was playing his best golf when the major rolled around. So, yeah, it wouldn't make sense to just take a couple weeks off here. after. Okay, winning. so the major... I'm just realizing this. I should have known this as somebody that watches golf whenever it's on TV and I got nothing else going on. I celebrate it and talk about it and play it every, mm. like once every four years. Oh, yeah. Who has the fucking time? We played nine holes yesterday. Who plays 18? How the fuck do you stick around for another nine holes? I have no idea. The major is like the pay-per-view and then there's like a month lead up to it. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Oh, so it's like WWE again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Got it. And they switched them around. Um, it used to be. Are they all in the area of where the ma- uh, major is? The tournaments around it? Yeah. They normally, they normally start the year, I believe, on a West Coast swing, and then they come to yeah. Florida, and then that's how it kind of works. And then once the summer comes around, they'll start going to the east or like the northern cities and stuff like that. Yeah, because weather. But mm-hmm. uh, it used to be Augusta, and then the Open, and then U.S. Open, and then PGA Championship, and people started not caring about the PGA Championship, so they yep. now put it between uh, Augusta and the Open. The Open over there at Oakmont, obviously. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. over there at and Oakmont. then they have the playoffs at the end. Though. And which one do you have by your house where the people stay at your house who are really good at golf? Uh, the Memorial Tournament, yeah, it's just a couple minutes down the road from me. And that's an event. That's not a major. No. Sometimes that course will it's host a big event. A major. Will host a major? That course in uh, Ohio will sometimes have the U.S. Open. How many Ooh. majors? Five? Uh, four. I don't think that. Or PGA? Four, four majors. Four. Which one's your favorite, AJ? I don't care, but they... Um, what? Jesus. Come on. I mean, I get, okay, Masters. Nice. Right, way okay. to go. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to win them. Okay. All right. Are you ever going to? No, I don't really play golf a whole lot. Oh, yeah, me neither. People are saying, though, on the course that your money's safe. I'm you know it's not. No. Oh, really? Yeah. People. How's your confidence? Where's your confidence level? Uh, we good. Pretty high, honestly. Yeah, I hit the ball very far. Yeah, I feel pretty I, mean, I don't need the Bugle Boys pumping your game up. Well, they were there. I was there. We're we're the only witnesses. We're I know you them. were there. What are you going to say? We know you're not going to go, oh, he was god-awful. Huh? Well, if he was, If he would have been, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you have to keep the honest. When you're honest, like, for instance, there was this one particular hole. It was a par three mm-hmm. where Bruce had a rough time. Yeah, yeah. a lot of us did. Had to keep <laughs> yeah. it real. Had to keep it real there. Like, there's a couple times where you got to keep it real with the golf game. But yeah. first time out on grass, no warm-up. I felt very good about it. Gumpy rode around with me, kept my spirits high too. Mm-hmm. By the way, yeah. nothing better than being out on the course with good the caddy. lads. That's right. Yeah, he was a pretty good caddy. He didn't say a single thing about golf, <laughs> but it was a. I said, uh, I hit a good shot. I said, "Are we golfing?" Gumpy appears to be. <laughs> and then, yeah, I was like, I died laughing. I was like, "This is awesome." It was a good time out. Yeah, it was. was Nice little lunch after for the lads. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we did a lunch. We had a little day. We had a little day. But anyways, yeah, I feel good. I feel good. Good. I think you should. What is it? I'm glad. Scratch golf tips, the memes. Yeah, Yeah. and they have been helping. Scratch golf tips on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I follow it. And uh, that one's going to make me a scratch golfer. Mm -hmm. It's because they give scratch golf tips. So, like, they'll say. Congrats. Thank you. This is like the golf fix. Being a scratch golfer is not going to do anything for your $20 million bet. Yeah, it is. What, What dude? I mean, you're going to have to be much better than Scratch. No, you don't even know. You have no idea. Wait till those oh. courses get shorter whenever I'm in the old person, the championship uh, league. But they would say that I'm, I'm in a good spot, I think. They would say I'm in okay. a good spot. I just like, what? Whoa! What? Somebody got sure. paid. Ladies and gentlemen, in a time in which we don't know, the Browns wow. in cornerback. Denzel Ward have a deal. Five <sighs> years, hundred and a half. <laughs> 
million dollars via Ian Rappaport. Congrats to Denzel. Damn. Highest wow. paid corner in the history of the league. Denzel Ward gets a bag. Had no idea this was happening. It was never made public by Denzel's side or by the Browns about anybody being pissed off about it. He's the highest paid corner in history with 71.25 million guaranteed. The Haslam family and Andrew Barry and the Browns said, we don't give a fuck about everybody else's standards on how we're supposed to pay people. We're going to give guaranteed money. You'd be happy to be here and we fucking need to win a goddamn playoff game again. Okay? You hear me? Let's do this thing congrats to denzel ward congrats to the bronze but i like the fact that we had heard nothing about this previously so they were doing business behind the scenes good on them. yeah they've had to be working on this for a while you would I think with this mm -hmm. this the contract and how much money it is seven what is it 74 71 guaranteed 71.5 million dollars guaranteed awesome that's awesome man i, I mean I'm, how do the browns how do you where does this money come from well, the money comes from the fact that the salary cap is fake. This is a five-year deal, is what it said? Mm -hmm. yeah. Five-year deal. So they, they could kick this thing down the road. That's a long contract yeah. that they can make work. Deshaun Watson's on $230 million guaranteed. Now Denzel Ward, 71.25. I apologize for correcting you earlier. I was wrong. $71.25 million guaranteed. Brown's going all in. Yeah. Browns are doing their thing. You play well here, we'll pay you. You don't, we'll pay somebody else a lot of fucking mm -hmm. money to be here. This is the Cleveland Browns of today. We are tired of not winning in the AFC North. Yeah, he was headed into his fifth year. He was actually, I believe, Baker was number one overall, and he was number four overall. Yep. Um, yeah, and they played. They paid Clowney. They paid Watson. So Andrew Barry subscribes to the uh, salary cap is not real. That's because he's young. Yeah. And he gets it, he gets it because... He sees what everybody else is doing, and it's like, we can figure that out later. Well, hey, we'll figure that out later. We, If we win, guess what? That all gets a lot easier. So let's just keep on moving this thing down the road here. Congrats to Denzel. Do you think, is this just the new thing now? Because I'm just thinking in my head, like, okay, well, Jair Alexander yeah. is very good. He's Packers cornerback. There's no way they're going to give him this kind of money, I don't think. Like, is that just, this is the new bar now for? Well, have to. precedent gets set. Things start to happen. If you want Jair's to win, gonna sure ask for it for yeah, sure, especially now. Hey, it's going to cost money too to keep talent and get talented people, especially in this world where there are people separating themselves from others. And this is an interesting time where those guys are starting to recognize it a lot more than it maybe did in the past. Denzel Ward gets seventy-one point two five million dollars guaranteed in the dark. We didn't even hear about oh, this. No clue. And now, like J.C. Jackson, and Xavier and Howard, you wonder how they're feeling. Well, Chargers are pumped. We'll be back in four <laughs> minutes. We got Ezekiel join us. Oh, yeah. He's Elias' younger brother, AJ. I know. I can't wait to talk with him. Ezekiel. Looks, looks very similar, but I. Well, they're both yeah, same brother. He's blood. All right. We'll Good be back years. in four with Ezekiel. Congrats to Mr. Ward on getting broken off. You deserve it, pal. There is a fly on your face in the studio, and it's. It's tough for me to... That is, it's gone, it's gone. All right, I'm sorry, but it looked like you had something on your face. I thought it was on your side then, obviously. It was on ours, yeah, and... Uh, oh, it was the mouse, actually. It was Zito's <laughs> yeah. mouse. Uh, that's because we had to open up the other computer because it's not just myself and AJ Hawk. It's not just the toxic table in here. It's not just one half of the hammer. Damn! Cowboys Tone Diggs in here. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us now, WWE superstar, a man who has to take a lie detector test tonight on Monday Night Raw on USA Network, the younger brother of Elias, Ezekiel. Yeah! yeah. yeah. Thank you so much for having me on, dude. Uh, before we get into it, I, I gotta say, Pat and all the boys, this is a bit of a dream come true for me. You know, growing up 
as Ezekiel, Elias's uh, younger brother. You know, I, I always kind of looked up to you guys. You know, you, you were like the cool kids that I wanted to be around. But, you know, being younger, Elias kind of kept me off to the side. And so now I'm here. It's really great. We were talking about that, Ezekiel, and uh, thanks for mentioning it. Nick was actually best friends with Elias in high school, and obviously I was right. I miss him. We didn't remember We didn't remember seeing you. So you, where were you? Where do you have the well, same last name or? Right, right, right. Yeah, we're both the same. I was, you know, I was in middle school. You guys are seniors. You know, there's like a big age difference. We never really crossed paths, but uh, you know, I can remember picking up my brother <laughs> with, with my mom one day when we, you guys were all playing poker. And uh, you know, I stopped by with my mom, and we saw you guys. I wanted to get in there, but he wouldn't let me. You know, so I was there. I was there, definitely. Yeah, I feel like we would have remembered that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We went away, Nick. We would have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good poker game. Come on, it's Ezekiel. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. I know. Hey, Elias, great poker player, by the way. Elias, great no. poker player. I don't know if it runs in the family, but Nick, uh, AJ here has a real question, as does Nick. Like, where the hell is Elias? We know he's a drifter. He used to disappear for long portions of time. He used to come back to school and be like, how's this guy not fucking suspended? He just missed he just missed a month of school, but that's just who he is. He's always been. Have you seen him? Have you heard from Elias in some time? Is he you know, it's been months since I've seen my brother, man. And I, I do, honestly, I miss the guy, um, you know, just despite all the, the trouble he liked to cause, uh, he was actually quite a good brother to me. So I miss him, but he's out doing his own thing. You know how he is. He'll pop back up when it feels right. Uh, but in the meantime, you know, I'm here, dude. I'm here. I'm his younger brother, and I'm, I'm having a great time with WWE. Well, you look great, honestly. I don't know what all the fuss is about, why people are questioning all of this. I see it clearly. Like, obviously, the younger brother, you're big, strong dude. You have a Now, you have a, a lie detector test tonight live from Kevin Owens. Are you worried about that at all? And why why does this guy, Kevin Owens, get to even put you through this? Right. It's really ridiculous. you got to imagine. I mean, Pat, you, you could probably relate. It's like I'm living out my dream, and then this guy's accusing me of, of being a liar. And you know, on top of that, you know, he's got to be the biggest liar in, in the whole WWE, if you ask me. So, yeah. yeah. I got nothing to hide, man. So I'm ready for this lie detector test. And I'm going to show the world that I am Ezekiel, Elias's younger brother. What are you like in the ring? I, I, has this been your, your dream your entire life to be in the WWE? And is it because full of, uh, yeah, full on, full life. Yeah, whole life. Absolutely. Yeah, I, you know, I'm explosive, man. You know, I watched my brothers, so I'm sure you'll see similar movements. We got the same genetic. Um, you know, you're, you're going to see, you know, soon enough. I can't wait to have my first match. Well, good luck on the lie detector test tonight. We have a couple more questions, if that's okay, Ezekiel. Of course, yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Ty. I, you say you're not worried about tonight, but, I mean, KO clearly has ulterior motives here. You, you know, I mean, he's saying everyone else is crazy. Like, do you have any contingency plans if this lie detector test maybe says something that you're not expecting it to say? Well, well look, I, I want to make sure that it's run fairly. It's the WWE. You never know what Kevin Owens may have up his sleeve. But, uh, you know, if, if I got to throw down, I'm always ready to do that. But, but I'm hoping it's just like a wholesome, honest test. We can get to the bottom of this for everybody. Do you play the guitar as well? Does music run in the family or no? Yeah, music. The, I got the musical gene as well. You know, I, I can do all that. You know, guitar was more Elias's thing, and, and I've got my own thing. But I'm sure if I put my mind to it, uh, I could pick that thing up and, and play a little bit. Oh, uh, what does the WWE stand for? Oh, hey, man, it, it, it kind of brings up some memories of my brother who's gone right now you know it's it stood for walk with elias but but he's gone bro we'll we'll come up with something new though you know we'll come <laughs>
<laughs> yeah, Ezekiel, how's the family feeling about not knowing where Elias is? Like, is your mother worried? Have you talked to her? Uh, what's the entire kind of thought behind that? The, uh, you know, the family was a bit torn up, but this is Elias. This is what he does. Um, but and on the other end, they're so proud of me. They're so excited. Uh, they can't wait to see me. They get so they gather around the TV for Monday Night Raw, uh, just like I used to when I would watch Elias. So it's it's a great full circle thing. Oh man, that's amazing! Unbelievable. That's how, everybody on one hand, where the fuck is yeah, kid? And then on the other hand, it's like, wow, look how happy we are. Yeah. That's crazy. Look how young he looks, too. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Go ahead, Tom. Yeah, Ezekiel, Elias' younger brother. Um, tonight, when KO hooks you up to the lie detector machine, how about you pull a little role reversal, hook him up, and then ask him how many wrestlers' moves he steals to you. Tony! Hell yeah! Okay, you know what? I didn't, I didn't even have a strategy. I was just going to go out there and be honest. But, uh, yeah, thank you for that one. I'm going to yeah. keep that in mind. If I got to hook him up. We'll put him on the spot. What do you do in your uh, spare time, Ezekiel? Just wrestle all day, or? Yeah, pretty much watch wrestling, focus on wrestling, uh, talk to people about wrestling. It's like it's really become my total life. What did you do before this until you finally got your big opportunity here to step in the ring? Yeah, no Indies have said like they they've seen you. No, it's, I'm very fortunate. You know, I, I ran into one of the higher ups here at WWE. I introduced myself, Ezekiel, Elias's younger brother. Um, you know, he, he told me to stop by Raw one time. Sure enough, it was right after your big night, Pat. Um, with congratulations on that, dude. Loved it. Thank you, Ezekiel. Just a couple guys from Plum, you know. <laughs> That's right, brother. <laughs> yeah. So I showed up at Raw, and I, I, I thought, you know, Kev's out there doing his thing. Let me go out and introduce myself. And uh, and the, the, the company has just accepted me as one of their own. It's really great. I don't think that's necessarily true. Do you think Elias is proud of me or no? Is Elias proud of you? Yeah, for my match at WrestleMania, you think? Did you hear yeah, from him? I'm sure deep down he is. I didn't talk to him. But, you know, he always had that he had a jealous streak going on. He always was upset. I'm sure he's got a song in mind for you one of the oh. days. What happened to the two documentaries they were shooting on him at the same time? Are they still shooting and following him? And how come you were never in any of those? Oh, well, you, okay, look, if you want me to say it, Elias was embarrassed of me. What? Whoa. Whoa. No. Look, it was always my dream to be a WWE superstar, and he got there first, and he did his thing. I was proud of him, but uh, he knew I was coming up the ranks, and, 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 and I was going to be there one day, and he really, um, it seems like he held that against me. All right, well, good luck tonight, okay? Poor We're Zeke. all pulling for you, Zeke. All right? So great. Thank you very much. Nick, do you have any questions for the little brother that we never uh, got to really meet, it sounds like? Uh, not so much a question. I just wanted to compliment him on being such a wholesome and truthful mm -hmm. role model to the young kids. And, you know, a lot of people make comparisons to the looks and the family. Elias had that big, shaggy, gross beard. Uh, Ezekiel, this clean-shaven, he kind of looks like like Scott Stapp, the former frontman oh, of Creed. Yeah, he looks yeah, good. handsome. Yeah, because Elias, everybody was like, drifter, homeless guy. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Remember when they were saying that? They were like, that guy kind of looks like he's living in a dumpster. Yeah. What's that all about? And everybody's <laughs> Like, no, no, he's actually a really attractive guy who's super yoked. You remember people were, we got upset when people were saying that. Yeah, about. yeah, it just wasn't fair. Yeah, it wasn't fair. Nick, I hope we get to hang out one of these days. That's been a dream of mine. And let me tell you, there is no higher compliment than being compared to the lead singer of Creed, guys. Thank <laughs> you. Ladies and gentlemen, Z! Good luck tonight, yeah. Ezekiel. Yeah. Uh, let's get out of here. Hashtag PMS, happy birthday, Connor. Uh, with two N's. Yeah. O-R. C-O-N-N-O-R.
you looking to win how many how old are you 27 27, mm-hmm. 27 people will win 599 dollars or 27 dollars that's probably better 599 people will win. No, <laughs> no, 27 people will win $599. Use the hashtag PMS, happy birthday, Connor, and say something nice to somebody nice. and your cash tag in there. Look at you. Your birthday spreading positivity on Twitter. How about it? How about it? That's you. Gotta love it. COVID's dead. How about it? How yep. about it? Great day. Hey, on their death day is your birthday. Let's have a day. Yeah. Hashtag go. PMS, happy birthday, Connor. Put your cash tag in there. Say something nice to somebody. Maybe Connor, by the way, it is his birthday. No, it's all right. And what's that? No, it's okay. AJ, if anything. And take a screenshot right now. Ah! No. (laughs) I don't have it. All right. Oh, that looked light. That looked like a fake title. It was too light. You have my other one, by the way. Now it was mailed out. All right. (laughs) Happy birthday. Your helmet's on backwards, too. Oh, shit. Wouldn't want you to look like a stooge, right? (laughs) Not in stooge. Put it that way.